Okay, I'll talk. In third grade, I cheated on my history exam. In fourth grade, I stole my Uncle Max's toupee and glued it on my face when I was Moses in my Hebrew school play. In fifth grade, I knocked my sister Edie down the stairs and I blamed it on the dog. And when my mom sent me to the summer camp for bad kids And they served lunch, I got nuts I pigged out and they kicked me out But now I'm growing up Goonie And Goonies never say die Down here in Sometimes Remember that the next time you see Scott Okay, don't touch it. <laughs> this, is, this is a wonderful way to start. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Jason Emmett. I'm Sudi. I'm Casey Masterpiece. Pimp Daddy Spank Dog. And that girl. Sally. <laughs> Noah. <laughs> and there's people in the background that may or may not chime in as we go. So live studio audience. Live, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this, is, this whole thing's going to be a little weird because we're doing it at a weird time. Uh, clusterfuck. And... <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> right in the first five seconds. Um, and Kevin's not drunk, so I'm so. Oh, there's there's beer in the fridge. Yeah, oh, like, yeah, like hey. two party. <laughs> I mean, it is a quarter to one, so it's after the morning. So right. beer thirty. Um, and we're gonna be, we're as you heard we're we're it wasn't our normal intro because we're gonna be talking about the Goonies today. Hey, you guys. <laughs> Whoops. Hey, that didn't work. Now I'm really upset. I had hate you guys. <laughs> nope. You guys must talk. How come if I don't talk, nobody talks? <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, you guys. You need a beer? Go, you get a beer. It's fridge in the beer. in the fridge. Fridge in the beer? Yes, fridge in the beer. I don't know where it's at. I'll have to cut all that crap out. The beer is in the fridge. I don't care about the beer. Oh. Stewie, are you trying to get me drunk? Just so he can take advantage of you. Yes, <laughs> yes I am. Anyway. I get to cl- clip a whole bunch right here because I was mad because that freaking sound clip didn't come up. <laughs> so now I'm about to just go through all of them and see if they all work. Uh, so we're going to be talking about the Goonies. Um, we're doing this in the middle of the freaking afternoon, which we've never done. I don't think we've ever done a show this early. And uh, it's the 4th of July as we all sit mm. here. So yesterday was my birthday. Happy birthday. I mean, there's really no point in saying it. I just wanted I, people to know. Today is post-birthday. I just, I just really wanted everyone to know that yesterday was my birthday. Uh, we had a pretty good day, actually. So <laughs> we got up early, and a, a group of us went for a nice eight and almost nine-mile walk. Uh, thought yes. Stu was going to die about six miles in. Yes. <laughs> it was, I almost did. It was a pretty good. I offered to just go back. And, I was like, I'll just go get the car if you want to stay here, man. We'll get it. We'll come back. But no, he, he soldiered through, though. Pushed he through. It. He Power. pushed it. He did. And... Um, 
then we just uh, went over to my dad's for a little bit and mainly just sat around and talked and ate some burgers and dogs and that was that was pretty much it. But in this time of the corona, it was I couldn't really you know it was a pretty good day. So picked up a couple of albums yesterday. I got me some fabulous Thunderbirds and uh, Tough Enough, which is a good album, and I grabbed uh, Invisible Touch by Genesis, and I don't think Stewie picked up anything. So new leather stuff. Uh, so I doubt I don't spank dog. You picked up anything new lately? No, not lately. So yeah, I'm the only one. That hurt, and I didn't know it was coming. To be quite <laughs> honest hurt? with you, yeah, it was kind of like a little poppy burp. It like came out of the back of my throat. It didn't really come from my diaphragm like most of my burps do. Usually, mm-hmm. Stu's the one making the bottle. I, I really, I, I mean, I'll apologize. The other end I didn't day. know because you're way too close to me. I honest to God did not know that that burp was coming. I went to open my mouth to say something. And it was like that. So, uh, so we're gonna be talking about the Goonies today. Um, the Goonies came out. June 7th, 1985, so we literally just hit the 35th anniversary, which just freaks me the F out to, to no end. It scares the crap out of me. The Goonies is 35, but we actually got to go see it at the drive-in recently, this whole group here, a few others. We went to the drive-in, got CET and the Goonies, and, you know, I was talking to my son about it yesterday because he went with us, and it, this movie just holds up. He's 16 now, and he likes it probably as much as I did when I was a kid watching it in 1985. The Goonies holds up. Yeah, both my kids are the same way. They like that movie as well. It, well, it's it is kind of timeless. It's still, like it's mm-hmm. classic. Yeah, I mean you can watch it right now, and it doesn't. Every once in a while, you watch certain movies, and they feel dated. And right. sometimes that's fun, if that makes sense. Like sometimes I enjoy watching a movie that feels a little dated. Like hey, I because it takes me back to the time frame that it was made in. Goonies still kind of works. It's almost like it was made today, but takes place in the 80s. Does that... That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Especially with stuff like Stranger Things being on TV and it that taking place in the 80s. It, it's the same kind of vibe, same kind of feel. So it really still works for me. Great movie. I've loved it ever since I was a kid. I remember going to see it at the theaters, and I was totally obsessed with going on a treasure hunt after that. Um, I would run around. Like gadgets out of Legos, like data. (laughs) (laughs) Why is it you always see yourself as the nerdy one? (laughs) He's like, I was data of the group. I was making gadgets and making chessboard out of Legos. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I tried to do that, but I didn't have enough Legos to actually make it look proper. (laughs) (laughs) So, are you going to do it now? I might. (laughs) He's probably still one or two pieces shy of the whole set. Stewie, (laughs) which goonie? Which goonie did you relate to? Uh, <laughs> Bran, Bran, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Spank Dog. I kind of have to go with either Mouth or Chunk. Kind of a cross between the two, but probably more Chunk than anything. Uh, I was, <laughs> well, was going to go with Mouth, but whatever. So why is it you re- <laughs> you feel you relate to Chunk? It's a short, fat kid always got picked on. <laughs> I, just, I didn't know if it was because you were just always making up shit. <laughs> No. <laughs> uh, uh, well. So I gotta tell you guys a little bit about this movie, and I'm sorry if I'm a little distracted for a minute. There's a problem with the the, the sound files, and so I gotta fix them. But I, I'll talk as I do that, and hopefully that'll. I don't know. So um, now they're just not gonna work. That's pissing me off. I had all kinds of so- Goonies sounders, man, and they're they're refusing to work. So Bullshit. when I when I give the cue, you guys yell shit like. First, you got to do the truffle shuffle, and 
Hey, you guys. <laughs> what was that? That was, that was, that was not the truffle shuffle. I don't know what that was, but it, it was. Let's try this. Nope, none of them are going to work. That just blows. That doesn't mean all my sounders won't work, just the Goonies ones. So I'll tell you guys a little bit about this movie, for those that don't know. Um, directed by Richard Donner. Screenplay by Christopher Columbus, or Chris Columbus. Not the Christopher Columbus, but Chris. Uh, the the ocean ocean blue. And the story <laughs> was by Steven Spielberg. So it was kind of a, like, how was this movie ever going to go wrong? Right. Like Richard Donner, Steven Spielberg, Christopher Columbus. <laughs> I was making sure it was on silent. <laughs> yeah, the phone was. <laughs> Microphone, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> nice hair, by the way. Um, <laughs> you knew it was. You knew you was gonna get help. I was yeah, fight with a like I told, dinner. like I, like I told Spank Dog. I probably wouldn't have said anything about it if Spanky wouldn't have looked at him and said, "You know, you're gonna get picked on for your hair." So you got into a fight with a bottle of hydrogen peroxide. I'm assuming. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll just go with that. So do we. <laughs> he he got uh, dunked into the toilet and swirled. Is it really? Oh is it really a necessary? Well, I mean, we will. We'll synopsize. We'll we'll synopsize the movie. I don't really even know. Like, if you if you haven't seen the Goonies, then you're not really allowed to listen to Have our show. Have you been living under a rock? Yeah. Right. I I mean. I'm not sure that I'm okay with you continuing to listen to our show. <laughs> and then you should just go watch The Goonies. And then you can come back and listen to our show. But we have be right back. <laughs> <laughs> but as that, as it kind of works here, I have some special stuff to go in and we as we always do every week, you know, we can't just we can't just entertain. We have to educate you. So I'm going to go ahead and do that first. This isn't that much of an educational thing, but it does sort of fit. So we're going to go ahead and hit that really quick, and then we'll come back and I'll synopsize and we'll let all the Goonie goodness. That sounds gross. Goonie goodness happen. <laughs> Hi, my name is Sean Astin. You may have seen me in the movies. I played Mikey in the Goonies, Rudy in the movie Rudy, and most recently Samwise Gamgee in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. My parents did a great thing by getting me into acting at an early age. But what they really did to help me was teach me how to read. A family tradition of reading with your children will ensure them a lifetime of opportunities. Learn how you can start this family tradition. Call the National Center for Family Literacy. Cause I know song <laughs> so the thing about that uh that sean Aston bit that kind of threw me off was he's like you know you should read with your kids go here to find out how <laughs> what do you mean i don't like i don't know how to just read with my kids like i 
suddenly pick up a book and walk over to my kids and I'm like, you know, I was thinking about that. Like, how do you not know just how to start reading with your kids? Apparently, there was another one I almost did. It was pretty great, too. It was Sean Astin doing a PSA for the Boys Club and, like, how you can, if if you need help with your kids, you can call this line. And I was just going to, like, do that one and then be like, okay, so the number is. <laughs> just start dialing because I need help with my kids. Um, <laughs> you and me both, brother. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, see, guys, the rest of you in the room, it's not... It's not always such a bad thing to not have kids. <laughs> you save a lot more money. Stu, oh my God, if Stu had a kid, he'd be like, he would literally be living in a dumpster. Because, <laughs> because that's, I kinda am. he doesn't have any money anyway. He'd be living in a van and down like, by the river. Like, do, do you understand? I, my son's back here and he's probably like, he's not listening to me play video games. But do you understand? Like, I would live in a mansion and drive like a Ferrari. That's how much money I actually have before the kids take it all. <laughs> and and after they do, I live here with you. <laughs> you see how that works. <laughs> and I struggle to buy car parts and shit. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> well, you didn't give me the kids? Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm not okay with you taking credit for that. <laughs> so let's we'll do and everybody can chime in, pipe in whenever you want. Um I think we all are pretty much in agreement that this is one of the best movies ever made. Yes. Yeah. You know. I mean, does any is, has anyone ever met someone who did not like the Goonies? Mm. Me. Did you punch not them yet. directly in the face? I mean, not on that occasion. But like, <laughs> but on a, wow. You should go back and do it. Yeah, this is for the Goonies too. I forgot. This is for Sloth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's my best friend, so I can't really. Oh no, that's. Oh, so he won't care. No, I. Yeah. If Stu told me he didn't like the Goonies, I'd punch him. I. <laughs> I already know you like the Goonies. Yeah. If you can't, can't punch your best off. friend in the face, okay. who can you punch? Right. <laughs> <laughs> your wife. Um, wow. So no wait. So no, the, my wife fights back. Oh no, not your wife. Yeah, she, she kick your ass. Uh, well, it's that Italian blood. You get it going, and <laughs> it's over. So did what? Did your friend tell you why? No. Okay, then I don't believe it. Yeah, Some I, I people just like to dash. be contrary. He just yeah. never saw it then. They like to be little assholes. Some people like to be contrary. If everybody else likes it, they refuse to, oh, I hate it. Like, you know, like Spanky in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me out of this. Just try one croissant. <laughs> it's the final countdown. Again, where's the shotgun? <laughs> Go get your guns, dude. I got the nine in the bedroom. <laughs> Let's see what happens. He's either going to shoot me or he's going to shoot himself or both. <laughs> Um, so we will synopsize, and everybody just jump in wherever you want, whatever you feel. I'm good with it because, you know, craziness is what we do. And for anyone who listened to the last episode, <clears throat> yeah, we're sorry. <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not. You know, it, what's, so what's funny is uh, I was telling Spanky this a, a few minutes ago, but on the way home last night, I was in the car with, <laughs> oh, God, not just my kids, but somebody else's kid, too. <laughs> so now I feel really bad. And I was like. I'm going to go ahead and play a little bit of the episode. Oh, oh gosh. And I'm playing it, and we get to the part where Kevin says, Kevin goes, I, this is literally what happened in the car with my children and another person's kid. It's like, uh, kids at home, if you're listening to this, well, first of all, you have po- horrible parents because you shouldn't be listening to this. <laughs> and then, of course, I, I tout out, yeah, well, Spanky usually brings his kid. And then I realize I'm... 
sharing it with the kids anyway. So <laughs> there were a lot of and and I think at one point my daughter was like, "Is this a GI Joe episode?" Or I'm like, "Yeah, that's such a good question." It started I'm, out that way. I think yeah. it's just uh, how many times can we? The attempts were there. Oh, and he loves it apparently because we keep giving him shout outs on the show. So we're just going to keep doing it, Matt. Um, so Matt. Matt is texting me yesterday as he's listening to the episode, and it's, of course, brilliant, as always, because I'm getting stuff like, oh, my God, I remember Stu's shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the one you wore to whore around. Uh, the, uh, that girl's doing it. Yeah. yeah. And then he's yeah. he's like, he's like, hey, uh, Spanky just mentioned Casey Kasem again, and just, but what the hell is butt chewy chacos? I got that, too. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, I love the fact that certain people... <laughs> you got to pay attention to the Facebook page, dude. Certain people who, yes. listen, know me on a personal level because we've met through like shows we've done, and so they, I think it's just hilarious when they're texting me while they're listening to the <laughs> show, so I know exactly what part they're at. So stop doing that come Monday because i got to go back to regular work, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be working, and I'll just die laughing. I don't care. So. <laughs> they all, you know, the ones who know me there already know I'm crazy, so it's, it's fine. So Goonies, uh, like I said, 1985, June 1985, I did go see this in the theaters, and here's the funny part. So my sister saw the preview for the Goonies, and I – so it was – in the 80s, the world was a little different than it is now when you went to movies. First of all, there weren't as many. Well, there's, they were open. There's more than there are today, right? Very right. true. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, movies would stay in a theater for a lot longer in the 80s because they had fewer of them coming out. Mm-hmm. And right. sometimes you, it's hard to explain this, but you might know a little bit about the movie and go see it based on that. And, like, I'll tell you a real quick story. We went to see Spaceballs at the theater. Um, it was my dad, my sister, and I. And we did know what Spaceballs was about, but Spaceballs sold out that weekend when we tried to go. And so we just randomly picked another movie, which happened to be Inner Space, which worked out really well because I love Inner Space. Good movie. Um, but we didn't really know much about Inner Space, but you knew who was in it. You knew, like, you knew enough that you would probably like it because that was the 80s. Bad movies just sort of disappeared. <clears throat> Except for from the people sitting in this room, we watched them anyway. <laughs> and good movies, you just everybody just sort of knew what they were. So my sister said, I remember my sister t- saying like, "The Goonies," and I should have known better at this point because I'd already seen it. And not only had I already seen it, not The Goonies, the movie I'm about to talk about, but I knew what it was about. But my sister apparently saw a preview for The Goonies and said, "I think it's about, I think it's about little creatures that when you throw water on them, they multiply." Because there's a scene in the movie and on the preview. Where the the one cop is like, is this is this just like the time about those little creatures? Which was obviously a jab at Amblin Entertainment and Steven yep, Spielberg right. and all that. And Corey Feldman is in both. So, uh, so I went. I went to the theater to see the Goonies. I was pleasantly surprised by this adventure film with kids my age and treasure hunting and treasure maps. And I mean, I can sit right now and tell you all the inconsistencies in this film because there are a lot, mm-hmm. like. Why is it that when Mouth is reading stuff in Spanish, but then he switches to English, it still rhymes? <laughs> like, did you ever notice that? Yeah. <laughs> like, why? Why would that, those words rhyme in Spanish? I don't think they would, but just stuff like that. But and if he was fluent speaking Spanish, how come he had trouble translating Spanish to English? Well, maybe reading it was harder than saying it. Possibly. I'm guessing. Yeah, maybe. Trust me, there's all kinds of inconsistencies, but who cares? There's inconsistencies in everything. You don't want to hear us rip apart diehard people. 
Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, you cannot. Two people cannot talk on the CB at the same time, and they do it all throughout Die Hard. And also, Channel 19 on the CB is not monitored by some 911 type service like they have in Die Hard. <laughs> just saying. Uh, but anyway, so the Goonies. Right, takes place, and most of it was, well, not most, but a lot of it was, in fact, filmed in Astoria. Um, the houses, the, the house that Mikey and Brand lived in, it's a real house. It's still there. They used to tour it, uh, the street and stuff, but I don't think they let you do that anymore. Um, the the uh, museum that his dad worked at is a real building. Um, it's actually something else. It is a type of museum, I think, but it's not the kind of museum. that. So all that stuff's real. What so, about the Fratelli house? Or restaurant, whatever that is. I don't know if that was a real thing or not. But some of the stuff, like the rocks and stuff that they use for the map, <clears throat> they're in different parts of the area. They're not all in Astoria. But the movie takes place in Astoria. Um, there is a little thing we'll talk about at the end of the show, why the movie's called The Goonies. If anybody ever wondered, there is a reason, and it was supposed to be in the movie. Man, it got cut. Lots of stuff got cut. From what I've read, the script was huge. 120 pages for a movie like that, like this. That's that's a pretty big script. 90 pages. You figure with script, roughly a minute per page, roughly. Mm -hmm. So 90 minutes, 90 pages would have been roughly 90 minutes. This was a 120 page script. So from what I gather, from what I've read, there were things cut, including one scene which we will discuss. Everybody knows about it at this point. So anyway, it's a group of kids. They. their last weekend together because this big country club place is buying out all the area. They're foreclosing on all the houses. They're going to tear them down and build a new country club. And these kids are all bummed out. And Mikey and Brand, their dad is the curator of a mu- the curator of the, isn't that what he calls them the curator or something? the curly? He calls them the curly. Yeah, but he calls them the curator and then the curly. There's a lot of people saying the wrong thing and getting corrected in this movie. Like, I'm going <laughs> to, if you don't, if you come back without your brother, I'm going to commit Booty Harry traps. Krishna. Uh, That's what I said. I said booby trap. See, thank you. Because I had that sound clip too. So, you guys are just doing the sound clips for me. That'll work perfectly uh, okay. fine. <laughs> um, so, anyway, they go upstairs in the attic and they're finding all this old stuff and they find a treasure map. And, you know, when you just say this, it sounds ridiculous. But it works in the movie. Like, it makes sense why that there's all this stuff left over from this museum exhibit. And they get into the whole, you know, other people have looked for this treasure and everything else. The thing that I think is funny is they're like, oh, we have uh, Chester Copperpot. I have the key to One-Eyed Willie, which you can buy that thing, and I want one. <laughs> yeah, you can buy the, con- the, the key to one which is not. The, well, I guess it does open a tunnel. Yeah. yeah. And almost kills them all at the same time. Right. And that's another thing about this movie. Very fun. And it's a kids' movie. They almost die so many times, yes, and, and not do. just death—dangerous, like horrible death, <laughs> <It's> like, <dangerous. laughs> like giant boulders falling on them, falling into pits of spikes. Like, well, child actors were very expensive. <laughs> <in those> days. <laughs> They're running from bats. And <laughs> so the bats, the yeah, bat scene is the bat scene like, is cool. <laughs> There's a scene where they—I um, was telling the kids this—like they move a boulder back, and all these bats come flying out of the tunnel at them. And and filming that, those were black bow ties that they like launched up with an air cannon. That's what the bats were that came flying out of the tunnels. I know too, way too much about the Goonies, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Can't help it. Um, Richard Donner said through throughout filming this movie that you know these kids. He's like when we got all the kids together. He's like a lot of times it was just me trying to keep them all under control. 
because they you get them together and they just start going nuts because mm-hmm. you had a group of like preteen boys all together. <laughs> right. um, so he said there, there's actually there's a making of the Goonies out there and you get to see Richard Donner trying to control get these kids under control. And I think both Sean Astin and Corey Feldman have said like, um, like it wasn't uncommon to, for Steven Spielberg to be on set, kind of directing every once in a while too, and stuff. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. And Steven Spielberg makes an appearance in the Cindy Lauper video as well. So I think that's you know something. Which is a two-part video. Do you guys remember that? Good enough, Cindy Lauper. Mm-hmm. It's like a two-part video. She had this thing with wrestlers. So there's a bunch of wrestlers in it. Lots yeah. of cameos in it. And she's, like, running around in a cave. I, th- I think she was personal friends with uh, Captain Lou. Pa- Captain Lou. Yeah, she was working with uh, WWF at the time. Uh, yeah, with yeah, WrestleMania. I, for- I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just slapped that one on you. Wonderful song. Don't worry. Volume drops a little bit. Love this song so much to this day. Like, I, I this is one of those like makes me happy whenever I hear it type songs. Don't worry, I'm not playing this whole song either. <laughs> so anyway, they find this treasure map, right? And the kids decide they want to go on the treasure hunt. And we should probably introduce the kids. So there's there's Mikey, his older brother Bran. Mm-hmm. There is Mouth, who is Corey Feldman, who is just a mouth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's Data, who is. Uh, Short you round. Call him Dr. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he no nuts. He crazy. So I, I did not know this. I knew that Corey Feldman's real name in the movie was Clark. I never knew that that uh, Data had a real name in the movie because they never call. I don't think they ever call him that. But when I tell you what his name was, I'm like wow. So the eighties, you guys also got to understand. We we did have some racist names like Long Duck Dong. Yeah. <laughs> it and, was a different time. And Data's real name was Richard Wang, which would also be <laughs> Dick Wang yeah. for those of you who have, sounds like a, a Batman character. So uh, yeah, Dick Wang Dick would have been Wang. the kid's real name in the movie. Bruce Wayne's long lost cousin. <laughs> and the other person who has a real name, and I always wondered. Obviously, Sloth was probably not what they named Sloth. His name was Lotney Fratelli. Lotney. Lotney. Did not know that. I didn't either. This was all stuff. I'm, you know, I'm sure they gave the character, the character's character, um, when they were writing it. But I like that. You know, sometimes movies will go out of their way to be like, "This is the person's nickname," and so we got to let you know their real name too. When in real life, you'd probably just always call that person by their nickname. So. So is Sloth the youngest Fratelli, or is he the oldest? He's, I think he's the youngest. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, okay. I don't, they don't really say, but I always took kind of took the. I don't know. Maybe he's the oldest, and then she learned from her mistakes from dropping him all the time, and then didn't do it to Joey Pants <laughs> and the other guy. No, I think they mention it in the movie about him getting dropped on his head. Yeah. Oh no, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Break. She, I only dropped it once. Okay, maybe twice. <laughs> yeah. Mama Fratelli played by March Shot. <laughs> she she could have played March Shot. Um, Mama Fratelli was not played by March Shot. <laughs> um, so I, I we'll go over. You leave out Chunk, of course. We'll go over some of the cast as we get there. Yes. We'll, so we'll go over them. So Sean Aston was Mikey. I got them all pulled up because I was never going to remember. Uh, Thanos. I'm sorry, not Thanos. <laughs> cable. cable uh, damn it, not Cable. Uh, Josh Rowland was, of course, Brandon. Um, Jeff Cohen was Chunk, who 
uh, for everybody in the world who needs to know, he is now a lawyer. He is yes. an entertainment lawyer, and he's thin as shit. And when he was in, <laughs> and when he was in college, he ran for president, and he said, "Vote for Chunk." That was actually his slogan. So I thought that was kind of. And cool. he said, for him to still do the truffle shuffle, might it might take one or two, one or two drinks, yeah. <laughs> um, so Corey Feldman is mouth. Um, ah, God, you say it, Stu. Jonathan Kihoi. Hui Kwan, yeah, that that was data, and I always wondered what happened to him because he was, you know, we everybody loved him, and then he just yeah. I was I saw this uh, YouTube uh, cast one time I had all of them in it. Yeah, that was recently. He was actually on that cast. They were all I don't on know. it. It was uh, jo- it was Josh Gad that did it, and they got them all back. It was during the virus. This was recent. Yeah, they didn't say anything about what it had everybody doing. except for like Mama Fratelli and John Matuzak because they're. Dead. dead. After yeah. after Data grew up, grew up. Didn't he play on um, head of the class? I I don't know. I, I that's a good. That's a good question. I should have looked it up to see if he played in anything else. But I know that Jeff Cohen had one of. The, do you guys remember they used to do these like Friday night movies on TV in the eighties? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there was there was one with a kid who invented a bike that would like like a rocket bike, and it was Jeff Cohen. It was Chunk who who was the star of that. Um, Carrie Green played Andy, uh, Martha Plimpton played Steph, uh, John Matuzak, um, who was a football player and like pretty famous. He was also in a movie called Caveman, but he played Sloth, uh, Ann Ramsey, who was your, um, Mama Fratelli or your, uh, Marge Shot, or she liked to play Mamas. Yeah. Yes, she did. Because she also played Throw Mama from the Train. Yeah, I remember that. He did play on Head of the Class. Was he on Head of the Class? Um, I don't think he really has that thick of an accent, does he? I don't he, know. No, he, he doesn't. He played it up in the movies. Um, anyway, uh, Jake Fratelli is Robert uh, Davy. John, uh, John Joey Pants. Joey Pantolano is uh, Francis, and then there's some other people in the movie that don't really matter that much because it's just parents. But um, <laughs> well, really, they're not that big a deal. But and a housekeeper. <laughs> oh no, she was great. She was Rosita is awesome. Ay Dios mío, ay Dios mío, no pina, no pina. <laughs> Which also drives me crazy. There's a good scene. So earlier he's translating everything, but when she's speaking, he's going, wait, 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 no, 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 right, no pen, no sign. First of all, why would this woman be saying no right, no pen, no sign in her own language? Right. She wouldn't. <laughs> None of us would speak like that. She'd be like, stop writing on the paper. Don't do it. Exactly. And why is he suddenly having... Tr- no, no, no. Well, hold on. This time I can't translate. Like, you know. But, uh, you know, it's a movie, so it's, it's more dramatic that way. So anyway, they find the treasure map. And the kids, the young ones, they, they want to go look, and they want the last Goonie weekend together. They want to go find this treasure and save their house. You know, it's probably just a stupid idea. that kids have not going to really make any difference. But for some reason... Apparently, Mikey's never allowed out of the house because it's not... He has asthma. They don't ever imply that there's anything else wrong with him why his mom won't let him leave the house this particular day. Do you mm-hmm. notice that? It's not like mm-hmm. Mikey's been sick for the last week. He can't go out. Right. He's high risk. Yeah, but just <laughs> apparently just that day. <laughs> just that day. Like, he... It's not like he's never been able to hang out with his friends. Well, so it was like a Saturday, maybe. Oh, and what I forgot to mention is uh, at the beginning of the movie, the Fratelli's break one of the brothers out of jail and they take off in an SUV and they're getting shot at by the cops and all RV bullet holes <laughs> bullet holes the size of matzo balls <laughs> <laughs> 
this is going to be a real crisis situation. Um, he, he, he's kind of got a, uh, I can't think of the guy's name, Woody Allen thing going in certain parts, like when he freaks out, Trump does. It's going to yeah, be like a, like a real crisis situation. Um, so anyway, the kids, Bran's not going to let him out of the house because he's got a date with Andy that weekend. There's no way, dude, because then her mom's going to have to drive. You're going to have to make it with both of them. So <laughs> he's got a date. Bran's got a date with Andy, but he failed his driver's test. And so he's not, he's, his mom tells him he's going to be grounded if Mikey get, leaves the house, so he ain't going to let him go. So the kids tie him up with the – what were those things called, man, those exercise oh, springs? Oh, some bands oh, or oh, something. They were like something. springs in between two handles. Oh. oh, well, they were strong enough to keep him pinned to a chair. We should totally do like an as-seen-on-TV episode yes. at some point. Just yeah. the yeah. stupid-ass gadgets from the 80s and mm. 90s. Because there was infomercials, some, like uh, pill. We could, we could spend an hour on Thighmaster oh. and how the, the product was dumb, but the commercials were hot. What? <laughs> it was a shake weight. You know, the, 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 the shake weight. Yes. <laughs> the shake weight. Oh my god, that was so stupid. My ex girlfriend bought one of those. I know. I should look. Every head just turned to me. I didn't buy one. It was before we were together. But yeah, I should have left then. Yeah, that's the day she stayed. The I day mean, the day she pulled the shake weight out, out, I should have known things like, were not going to be good. <laughs> and she bought it with her ex husband. Shows how stupid both of them were. Man, she needed practice. I'm not bitter. <laughs> oh God. I'm not bitter at all. Nope. Fuckers. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hope you die in a fire. No, I'm just totally kidding. That was a joke. Wow. I do. I was kidding. Not really. I was totally not serious about that. I don't wish death upon anybody but them. So, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, not. Um, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I could do this all day. So the kids sneak out. They they decide they're going to go. Did they ever? Does does it tell where to start it at? Like, how did they know where to start looking? Did I miss that in all these years? Am I just old? It was a doubloon. I know there was like that. There was a doubloon that they lined up perfectly. Like they just matched. Like there was a hole in it. But how did they know where to ride their bikes Uh, to to start? They automatically knew where that was. There had to be a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I just missed it, or I'm getting old and forgetting shit, which is that's very likely. All the more reason to go back and watch it. Watch it again. (laughs) Amen. Well, you know that's something that's happened over the years. People ask questions, and you're like, I don't. I don't know. So you go back and watch it. When you watch it that next time, mm-hmm. you're purposely looking for that answer. For example, we I was told that Martha Plimpton's name was never said in the movie, but it is said in the movie. You just got to be listening for it. Yep. it. It's said like twice, and it's not said very... It's fast. I think Mouth calls her Steph once. It's it, and, and that's what they... They're like, Steph. It's not like, Stephanie! You know, it's yeah. very... She looks like a stuff. I mean, I like Mar- yeah. Martha Plimpton. I haven't she's seen great. her in a while, but yeah. she pops up every once in a while. And she's mm-hmm. still a really good actress. Um, they all kind of pop up, like Carrie Green, who still looks great, still looks fantastic. She'll every once in a while. I don't know if she's acting in a while, but you used to see her every once in a while. Josh Brolin, I I don't think I've seen him in anything in quite mm-hmm. a few years. Probably, God, I don't know if he did anything after the Goonies. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> Yeah, at least a year. <laughs> you know, he did a great. If you if you watched uh, the Third Men in Black when he plays the younger Tommy Lee Jones, yeah. he's awesome as a young Tommy Lee Jones. Was that the first time in a, a long stretch that he 
making an appearance? No. no. <laughs> he's he's never really stopped acting since uh, Goonies or before. He's always been in stuff. Um, you just, I don't know. He was in uh, the uh, American remake of Old Boy, too, which is... I really liked so. Yeah, especially with uh, his scenes with Elizabeth Olsen. Oh, oh, that's. I never. Yeah, Thanos and Scarlet. Yeah, yeah, they got it on. on, But that's creepy when you find out that if nobody's seen Old Boy, we're not going to go any further. Just watch Old Boy. Yeah, it's great, especially that just like five minute scene at the beginning when he's just walking and beating the crap out of everybody that's trying to jump him. Fantastic. But, Stewie, you do get to see Scarlet Witch naked, so. I mean, really naked. N- well, not like fakely naked. Naked? Yeah. Naked, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I don't have no the stroke CGI sounder. Action. If y'all want to sing it, go New ahead. Word. <laughs> if y'all want to go ahead and sing the stroke sounder, I don't have it pulled up, so just, you know, go ahead. <laughs> I don't know if we should be talking about shake weights and stroking, but <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Um, so they, they tie Brand up and they take off to go find the treasure and when they get there the Fratellis are there and they think they hear a gunshot or somebody just dropped a pot you know whatever mm. so they go in and uh, it's this old run down rickety shack in the middle of nowhere that's supposed to be a rush this is this is supposed to be a summer place um, the Fratellis give them something that kind of looks like urine mixed with tea tell them to drink it because it's water anyway Bran gets there they go to leave the Fratellis have killed someone. They've killed two someones, actually. Yeah. They've killed some federal agents. Because mm-hmm. um, they're, they're, uh, they're counterfeiting cash down in the basement. Or they're counterfeiting $50 bill. $50 bill. How did, the, how did those kids even have a few seconds where they thought that money was real? Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This isn't real. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> it's like on sheets of paper, one-sided. Like Anyway. So they... Uh, Kids find, they, long story short, the kids find the tunnel. They go in the tunnel. They have to to get away from the Fratellis. They don't have any other choice except for, except for um, Chunk, who gets caught in a freezer because the fat kid always wants the ice cream. He smells the ice cream. He's walking by a freezer. He's like, ice cream. I smell ice cream. I don't know if ever in my life I've smelled ice cream. <laughs> yeah, that's almost offensive to fat people. No, this is the ultimate fat kid. Smelling, smelling ice cream? No, really? well, it's I mean, not offensive never. to fat people. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, trust me. <laughs> I mean, he can smell ice cream, but can't smell a dead body in the freezer. Right. Yeah. Well, it was a recently dead body. True. Yeah. He didn't have my hand I'm stuck with a stiff. <laughs> Shut up, Stuart. <laughs> it's a stiffy. <laughs> Um, so, one of the really cool things, the kids, they escape into the fireplace. Yeah, that's the, pro- the one thing I don't get. Like, isn't it a small hole opening? So, what I've taken this as is, if when they first go down the fireplace, they're not in the, they're in like a cave system, but they're not in the cave system that Willie and his guy, they have to move the boulder to get in there. I take the impression that there was at one time supposed to be the start of this cave system in there, and eventually this this restaurant was built over top of it and everything else. Yeah. If you ever pay attention, when they first go down there, they're not in it. Because it used to throw me off as a kid, like, why would whoever put all these pipes and sewer things in, why wouldn't they have found the, the caverns? Because that's before they actually get into the part that was built. Because they talk about it. The uh, one eye Willie and all his guys dug all these tunnels and stuff. Right. So that's just something else. Like they, f- when they roll back the boulder, that's when they go into the parts that Willie and them. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, I used yeah. to be thrown by the same thing. Like, wait, why does this like you know? Just leads to the tunnel. Yeah, mm. they they unblock it and they find the tunnels. So I maybe they would have never found it. See, they probably would have never found it had it not been for the Fratelli. So really, you should thank yep. the Fratellis. Thank them. The Fratellis, who are murderers and counterfeiters. Yeah, you know, at the end of the movie, we, we kind of feel sorry for them. They believe in family values. <laughs> they do very much. I mean, in a way, aren't they really the heroes of this movie? Yes, I mean, yeah. you're right. I mean, at the end, the kids stop the cops from shooting them with a Domino's pizza box. So, <laughs> Give us the movie, basically. You know, for people who've never seen this, they're like, what the heck? What? <laughs> Watch the movie. <laughs> this sounds like the worst movie ever. A Domino's pizza box. It's pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. We're just watching you now, Stu. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> so they go down in there. The Fratelli's <laughs> capture Chunk. <laughs> the Fratelli's capture Chunk because um, he's trying. He gets away, uh, but they catch him out in the woods with a line that to this day I still quote, and I don't know if people know what I'm talking about when I look at him. And I, whenever I'm outside, something happens, I go, I love the dark. I love the dark, but I hate nature. I hate nature. <laughs> and then this car pulls over. It's a great scene. That, that whole scene is awesome. And what happens? They throw him right back in the back of the car with the dead body again. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, but they capture him, and we get some of the best movie just cinema of all times with the interrogation of chunk scenes start from the beginning yeah <laughs> and i and love starts like from like day one <laughs> if you look at their faces like um uh it's not francis what's the other fratelli's name so francis is joey pants um uh, he's got a i'll have to i'll pull it up but his face while he's telling these stories it is, almost looks like he's doing it for real oh he's crack he's trying yeah. not to crack up jake 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 and francis yeah because and he's the one that at the end he goes I'm really starting to like this kid mom. <laughs> Again, if you've never seen it, that scene alone is is worth just all the stuff he's saying like and, and I knocked my sister Edie down the stairs and I blamed it on the dog. <laughs> and then of course the infamous throw up scene. But, but the worst thing I ever did. <laughs> oh, this is horrible. I made this I made this batch of fake puke and then and then I went to the movies. And I went up in the balcony, and, and then, like, I made this noise. I was like, I was like, huh, huh, huh. And, I, and I poured it, the fake puke over the balcony, and then this was horrible. <laughs> it just keeps going. It's like people started throwing up all the way. He's like, I never felt so bad in my entire life. It's, it is brilliant. And it's like, how could you not laugh at him when he's doing <laughs> right. this? I don't know. It's 80s wonderful. comedy gold. But <laughs> then they threaten to stick. They literally threaten to stick this kid's hand in a blender. And she's, I, they were going to do it. She's yeah. like, hit puree. If the bats wouldn't have come out right then, this kid's hand was gone. Uh, he told them they were in the fireplace, but they didn't believe him. But the bats come out. They decide they're going to go after him. They tie Chunk up with Sloth, mm-hmm. the big creature dude, the it, Kong as they call him. And this whole weird friendship ensues because Chunk gives him a baby Ruth candy bar. And <laughs> there's another great line when he rips the chains out of the wall to get the candy bar. He's like, geez, mister, you're even hungrier than I am. 
And so then Sloth goes down in the hole after them, and Chunk goes with them, so you got all these people down in this hole. So when they get down in the hole and they're looking through the tunnels, they it's keep running the They keep running into yeah. all these booby traps that booby have been traps. set by One-Eye Willie and his men. So we didn't really tell that. So the story is that One-Eye Willie was... Uh, being he's this pirate, he ripped off of all these people. They spent they sent this Spanish armada, armada. Was it Spanish armada? I think it was the Spanish armada. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. So. yeah, they go after him. Gold bloom. He hides in a yeah. cave. They <laughs> blow the walls up around him. They trap him in the cave for all these years, and they spend all these years setting traps and digging holes to stop people from coming in and blah blah blah. That's where the legend comes from. So. Kids end up finding the pirate ship. I remember just cutting this to the chase. They go through all the booby traps, which is pretty funny because thank God for the pinchers of pow. <laughs> you know, I say by my pinchers of pow. You know, these kids would would have been fucked if Data wasn't there. Yeah, yeah they would have been. Yeah. Yeah. Like Data does all kinds of stuff. Like gets punched in the face by his own slick contraption. shoes. He does. Yeah, but he uses slick shoes. He mm-hmm. stops them a few times. At least slows them down. Right. He he does have the booby blinders, bully blinders. <laughs> <laughs> the booby blinders. Well, yeah. bully blinders. You know what Jay's thinking about. <laughs> yeah. Call him Dr. Freud. What am I thinking about? <coughs> <laughs> I, was just, I just wanted you to continue. Tell me what I was thinking. <laughs> Boobies? Yes. I'm not going to do that. Sometimes. Most times. <laughs> not going to lie. Um, a long time in quarantine. So they end up finding the pirate ship, right? And uh, there's lots of treasure on that pirate ship, and they take a whole bunch of it, but the Fratellis find them. Uh, they take all their treasure, but for some reason, they forget to... They, like, go through their pockets, but he doesn't pull out his marble bag. They get out of the cave. They find the marble bag full of gems. All the family shows up on the beach right then for some reason, and, well, no, the, the family doesn't. There's cops on the beach. Like patrolling the beach, and they oh, say, look at that, Hank. Huh? There's them goobers. <laughs> There's them goobers. <laughs> now I got a quick question. Now we are mostly all children of the '80s, right? Yes. Now yeah. back in the '80s, did anybody have like a big bag of marbles carrying around? I mean, it, I I just didn't really see. Yeah, it. I didn't, but I'm I sure did. some people did. <laughs> I still carry a big bag of marbles around on me. <laughs> <laughs> just two. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. They're so big, I can't carry anymore in there. Um, <laughs> no, you know, no, I didn't because nobody was playing marbles. But um, my grandpa like had a, a jar of marbles that I always thought really cool, and I did occasionally collect them. Like, like he would give me because I thought they looked cool. I mm. never carried them around in a marble bag and played marbles. Like, I, you can't see the Goonies like shooting marbles yeah. on the way. Gotcha mouth. You yeah, know, that's just, more little rascals territory. Right? <laughs> that's more spanky stuff. Uh, <laughs> that was <laughs> Kevin's. Uh, yeah, well, that's. <clears throat> you, there's a story behind it. Nickname. Alfalfa? Buckwheat? Well, he didn't look like Buckwheat, so they didn't call him Buckwheat. Yeah. I didn't have Mr. the wild Wheat? hair. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Wheat. <laughs> Mr. Wheat. Uh, so that's pretty much what happens in the movie. I mean short and skinny of it that's what happens in the movie but there's all kinds of craziness in this film all kinds of shenanigans and it's fun like Mm -hmm. the octopus so the octopus (laughs) and here we go when i was a kid and they tell the story at the end oh the octopus was the scariest part i just assumed you know there's a group of kids so they're just exaggerating and the cops are like octopus you know 
turns out, as we found out as the years went by, there really was an octopus scene. And you can watch it on YouTube or whatever. It's pretty awful. It is horrible. It's the worst scene. Thank God in heaven. I'm glad it hit the cutting room floor. But what's really funny about it is the scene. So there's a whole thing with the Walkman. And the octopus eats the Walkman. The level of the water doesn't always make sense to me in the cave. I was like... Sometimes it seems way shallow, and sometimes it seems way deep. But there was a song. There's a song on the soundtrack called Eight Arms to Hold You" by a band called the Goon Squad. This is a real thing, and they they wanted to cut it because they cut the scene. But some of the filmmakers were they were like, "Nah, this song's going to be a huge hit," and it wasn't. The song tanked. But yes, thank God they cut. If you, if you've never seen the octopus scene, just go to YouTube and type in Goonies octopus scene, and you will be so grateful that they cut this from this movie because it is atrocious. Um, but there's a lot of other really cool stuff about the movie too. Did you know this was the movie where Corey Feldman and Corey Haim first met? Really, I'm seeing lots of facial expressions. Where was Corey Haim during all? Well, this? he wasn't in the movie. Okay. He was actually they met on the at the audition because Corey Haim tried ah, out right. to be mouth. Huh. And Corey Haim, uh, Corey Feldman won over him, but they actually met there and kind of were talking out in the uh, waiting room for the auditions. And it's just odd that uh, throughout the rest of their history, the two Corys, they, it's not the last time they would try out for the same part. And uh, I don't know. I mean, honestly, these days, Corey Feldman, is we all know him as kind of a... I hate to say this because, you know, there's a chance we could call him next week and get him on the show, but he's no kind of case. a douchebag. Oh, yeah. But he's great. Like, he was great back then. And, like, could you see anybody else being mouth at this point? Right. No. No. Corey Haim would have been weird. Just saying. Last thing we would have never known if it was him. Yeah, I know. We talk about that a lot. We don't, but, I mean, people talk about that a lot because, you know, like – there's a history of movies that were supposed to have other people play the parts. Um, like I believe it wasn't uh, Sylvester Stallone up for the part of the Terminator at one point. That would have been gone. And well, no, and and Arnold Schwarzenegger was supposed to play John Connor. Did you know that? And he didn't want. It. He said, "No, make me the bad guy." Yeah, that's a true story. He was supposed to play, and Lance Hendrickson was. They had talked about who's in Terminator was supposed to be the Terminator too. Uh, as well, not not Robert Patrick's character as in the Terminator <laughs> Two, but it's so weird when that sort of stuff happens. And now we know it as we know it, so we're like, that would have been a dumb movie. But if we'd have seen it that way, because you do know, you do know that Magnum PI Tom Selleck was supposed to be Indiana Jones, right? Yeah. There's yep. actually test footage of him as Indiana Jones. I think that it could have worked. Did not know. <sighs> I think we would have still liked the movie, mm-hmm. but Harrison kind of gives that certain cocky vibe that yeah. Tom Selleck has always come off as like the guy everybody likes. But Harrison's always given that I'm a little cocky vibe. Well, yeah, that's he, he, even as solo thing, yeah, as yeah, say, yeah. even as Han Solo, kind of. And I think that's why it kind of worked for him. Mm-hmm. So, um, out of this whole cast, though, Sean Astin is still around, um, still working, still getting. Apparently, paycheck. Netflix has given him a lot of paychecks these days. He was yeah. he was on Stranger Things. Um, he was on a show, uh, No Good Nick, I think it's called, yeah. with uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, uh, Melissa Joan Hart. They were on a show together, a Netflix show. Um, he still pops up all the time. Uh, Rudy himself no longer built like Rudy. He's got a little chunky. Sean <laughs> Astin's got a little big. 
Uh, like we said, Josh Brolin is everywhere in the world today. Yep. Apparently, you cannot. He's freaking Thanos. He is Thanos. Yes. And Cable. I think they should have a fight, Cable and Thanos. So, Corey Feldman's trying to be everywhere in the world today, uh, but nobody cares. That's the problem. <laughs> it's. I mean, it sounds mean, but I'm being dead serious. It's like yeah. he's doing anything he can to try to stay famous, and it's kind of sad. So, Stewie met him. Did anybody else meet Corey Feldman? No, no. Stewie met him. I did. How was that? Just. <laughs> it's okay. Uneventful, probably. Yeah, it's just take a picture. Whoa. Sounds like a very memorable experience. <clears throat> For those of you who are wondering. There was nothing wrong with Stewie's voice. He was just doing his impression of Mama Fratelli as he spoke into the mic. Yeah, we, we will have to talk about um, <coughs> throw Mama from the train at some point, too. Oh, definitely. Because in this movie, you know the scene where she um, hauls off and slaps? I, is it Jake she slaps? I don't remember. Uh, I guess I think she, it's Jake. She really did so. slap him in real life. She hauled off and whacked him a good one. <laughs> and in Throw Mama from the Train... The scene yeah. where Danny DeVito hits Billy Crystal in the head with a frying pan, mm-hmm. he really hit him with a frying pan, which is awesome. That's great. And to go off on a big tangent here, the best somebody getting hit with a frying pan of all time has got to be Bill Murray in Scrooged. Yeah. <sighs> no, that was a toaster. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. The bitch hit me with a toaster. <laughs> that's right. You're right. So, the Goonies. Let's talk about some of the cool things about the movie. Uh, so, the Inferno, which was Willie's ship, was this huge, almost full-size replica that was built. Um, and it's a bit tragic, what I'm about to tell you guys, but after the movie was done, nobody wanted it. Oh. So, they scrapped it. So, the, the Inferno was... Uh, they, they, uh, they asked people, like, do you want to do anything with it? Should we keep it? They scrapped it. Um, but it was real. It took them uh, two and a half months and they modeled it off off of, which makes sense if you've seen the movie, because they're watching an Errol Flynn movie, and they modeled it after uh, the same ship that in the movie they're watching. Um, some of the rigging from the ship was taken off the Disneyland Pirates of the Caribbean ride when they did reconstruction on it. They had some stuff left over, so some of the stuff is from Disney. So oh, that's cool. Disney has their hands in everything. And that's what that's the conspiracy so Disney gave them that stuff and they made him sign a contract that years later Josh Brolin would have to work for them <laughs> it's all oh about gosh. the Illuminati it is, it is the Illuminati and the fact that Walt Disney's head is frozen but still speaks to them um so <laughs> oh my gosh a very very classic like everybody's always talked about the fact that um and I was I actually was under this impression too the first time the cast saw the pirate ship was the scene where they see the pirate ship and they wanted Richard Donner wanted them to have not seen the set until that moment so he could get their real expressions and I always thought that was true well it was except that they were so stunned by it that they were going way off script and saying shit and cussing and stuff like holy fuck you know he's like okay we have to reshoot this scene (laughs) and that they actually used the reshot scene because their their expressions were so like nuts um, so I always thought that they actually went with the first scene, but apparently they did not. Uh, and John Matuzak, who we mentioned, who plays Sloth in the movie, um, before he acted, he was with the Oakland Raiders, and mm-hmm. I never paid attention, but Sloth is, in certain scenes, wearing an Oakland Raiders t-shirt. So huh. there you go. Before the Superman shirt, he's wearing an Oakland Raiders shirt. And then the scene where Mikey's telling the story of the attic. Yes. 
Yeah. It was told to him what? Ten minutes. Ten before. minutes before the scene was shot. They wanted him to say. They wanted him to tell the story like a kid would actually tell the story. So the story of uh, when I Willie ship and the whole fight between him and the Armada. They told it to him ten minutes before and then said, "Go tell it in your own words." And it's a brilliant scene. Hey, it is. He did a damn yeah. good job yeah. retelling it like um, that. He was it Mike. Yeah, Sean Astin won some award, some young actors award. Not only did he win it, but for the movie. Um, I think Martha Plimpton, Corey Feldman, like three or four of the cast members were up for the the same award. So yeah, he was he was brilliant in it. Like he, that scene is so real. Like well, this what, kid's face is like lighting up and excited. It was great. Well, when your parents is Patty Duke and Gomez it's Adams, true. you know it kind of <laughs> give you a leg up. You ain't lying. Yeah. But he's feeling much better now. <laughs> is he still alive? No, oh, unfortunately dude. not. Yeah, I know. Man. It's very sad. I'm bummed out. <laughs> well, sorry. I have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Data had promised his mom that he would not cuss in this movie. He promised her he would not cuss one time. So there's actually a scene. In, uh, and at, when I read that, I started thinking, I'm like, he doesn't cuss in this movie. Data never cusses. But there is a scene where he almost gets hit by the falling boulder and he spells shit he yells a s-h-i-t but he never actually cusses so <laughs> there you go loophole mom <laughs> data right. got away with a loophole um so another couple little things for those of you who don't know there were a couple of video games made of this uh data soft did a game called the goonies video game for commodore 64 and the zx spectrum i don't even know what that is Neither do I. Uh, but apparently this was it had eight screens um you had to use two members of the Goonies to solve puzzles and stuff to reach the next to reach the exit of the room. So it was an early escape room, um, but I guess it actually had stuff from the movie that was integrated in. So I I don't know if it was any good or not. The one I remember is the Goonies two, which what On blew Nintendo. me. Yes, it, it always blew me. I was like, why is there a Goonies two? Like I never understood. Like there was not a Goonies one video game, but I right. guess it was supposed to be the sequel to the movie. I don't know, but in like, the in the game, Andy was a mermaid. <laughs> well, what? Yeah, when oh, did that happen? <laughs> you don't remember that scene? That was right after the. Was it after the octopus? <laughs> it was right after the octopus. When she got pushed off the planet. Yeah, yeah, the octopus bit her, and she morphed into the. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. That's what how that's how I remember it. So just saying. Yeah, you play as Mikey, and you got to go through all these different levels just to. Get to save Annie. You start out with the slingshot. And Troy, so help me if you touch that mirror again. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the Goonies Oath, which I have here, which was a scene that was cut from the movie. So I'm going to read this. I didn't write it. Don't give me shit. Uh, old Tim from the show ain't here to tell me how certain, <laughs> shit, how certain things don't rhyme. But the Goonies' oath was, I will never betray my goondock friends. We will stick together until the whole world ends. Through heaven and hell and nuclear war, good pals like us will stick like tar. Yes, tar and war don't rhyme. In the city or the country or the forest or the boonies, I'm proudly de- I proudly declared a fellow goonie. And that is the goondocks. They lived in the goondocks. Yep. And that is where why they are called the goonies. So... There you go. Now you know. 
wrong show. Don't say it. (laughs) I know you were. (laughs) That was last week. Um, So that's the Goonies. I mean, saw it as a kid, loved this movie as a kid, still love it as an adult. I would say this is one of the... So I have this, like, um, rotation of movies that I will just every year or so watch again. This is amongst it. Uh, A lot of 80s movies are amongst it. Every Mm -hmm. once in a while, newer movies will pop into that. doesn't happen as often. For me, it's... It's the Back to the Future movies, Ghostbusters, Goonies, Labyrinth. These are movies that Tron, um, Tron, <laughs> and Tron. Um, <laughs> these just sort of rotate for me. Like, I'll just go back and watch them every once in a while. And um, like I said, remarkably enough, Goonies is still just as good today as it was then for me. I, you were fortunate enough to see it as a kid in the theater. I wasn't. It was. But I saw it when it first came out on VHS. Uh, I got to go with you guys seen it eight years ago in a theater in a theater oh yeah yeah. we've seen it a couple weeks ago Mm -hmm. yeah my kids got to experience it on the big screen yeah get a little teary eyed (laughs) (laughs) you guys stop it so what do you think of it youngin I think it's one of the greatest movies I've ever watched good answer unlike your friend who yeah (laughs) I think uh, we don't like you kid first time I watched it I was about not you we like you ten I mean, you're I all right. Maybe a little older. About the hair, but the rest I of it. Loved it ever since. Yeah, I was, well, it was 1985, so I would have actually been nine when I saw this in the theater. I was 11 when it came out. Oh, um, I think <laughs> I would, it must have been Math? six. God, you baby. Yeah. Stu would have been nine. I was just going to help with him there because he's same age as me so he's older than me he's older oh no well now i'm the same age as you. oh my god it was 1985 in june i was about to turn nine you were eight (laughs) and i was really little i i I remember being older than that but it's because you you were very little up until high school i think (laughs) you still are (laughs) (laughs) yeah well not all the way little (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> He's a well-rounded little. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <coughs> so, what do you guys have to say? What do you got to say down there, buddy? I think it's a brilliant film. Um, you know, written by Cincinnati's own um, Steven Spielberg. Yeah, uh, was just, yeah it was Chris Columbus, but oh, Chris Columbus, but he Steven Spielberg directed parts of it. Well, he came up with the story idea. Came up with the story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, and he didn't technically direct it, but he would. <laughs> yeah, he did parts, right? He, he was involved in the process. He was, he was yeah. yeah. Did he kind of produce it too? Yeah, I don't, I don't probably. <laughs> I don't know. Sure, yeah. Did any foley work or anything? Make any? Yeah, he, he did some foley. He made all the he he with his mouth made the water noises. Well, there you go. The Goonies <laughs> is a part of Cincinnati history. So there you go. I said water noises. As what? bubbles. You you were all shake waiting <laughs> earlier. Water noises. So what stuff stood out to you guys about the? Did you see this in the theater, Stewie? I honestly I can't even remember. I don't even know when that first time I saw it. That is weird. I think the first time I saw it was like in summer camp, and they like <laughs> for fat kids. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and I'm still trying to get the money back. <laughs> I think it, <laughs> all, I, all I can picture is the summer camp for fat kids playing the Goonies, and like it's Isn't like that what Chunk went to. It's like I always wanted to like, mm. yes, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, okay. 
Sorry, my mom lit. sent me to a there he goes. Look, for fat see what kids? he's doing. Why are you putting your head on the microphone? It's not my nose this time. No, but why are you even leaning your forehead? Ow. See, see, <laughs> serves you, you right. Deserved you deserved every bit deserve of that. It. Yes. Um, like I always thought it'd be funny to be like if I was, <laughs> if I was setting up the events on a cruise ship, I'd have a special screening night of Titanic and the Poseidon Adventure. And just like when people came in and be like, and we're going to watch a couple of movies here tonight on the cruise ship and like just show them those and not say a word. Maybe throw in the first, the opening scene to Event Horizon. Man, how, how, how effed up, how effed up is our driving around here? I mean, it can be great, but this weekend they're showing Shrek and, and Jaws. Jaws. <laughs> Come on, kids. Yeah. Let's go watch Shrek. Five minutes into the next movie. Daddy, what the hell? My sister says to me, she said, let's go see Jaws this weekend. I really want to go see Jaws. Like she's dying to go see Jaws. And she's like, let's take the kids. I'm like, I am not taking my son to see Jaws. Why? I'm like, have you met him? I'll never get him in the water again. <laughs> it's they, Jaws is disturbing, Steven Spielberg. It is. Yes. like those, those, those attack scenes are... Not bloody, just violent, and you're like, oh my god, like it's well, cruel. Confession, I've never seen any that's, of the Jaws movies. That's a, well, then uh, you absolutely one million and fifty percent need to start with part three in Sea World because it is brilliantly bad <laughs> <laughs> to a degree. When I was a kid, we had HBO and uh, Jaws three, which was in three D in the theaters, was on HBO all the time. So I've seen it so many times. It is just bad but awesome. And it's got great people in it. It's like freaking Lou Gossett Jr.'s in it and stuff. It is so bad. It's not, uh, and so is, uh, what's his face from Inner Space, <coughs> whose name I totally can't think of because that's the guy that was married to Meg Ryan. Help me. Uh, Antonio Banderas was never married to Meg Ryan. <laughs> I'm thinking of somebody. <laughs> yeah, you, you are. Okay, um, you know, people. Don Johnson. Scream. No. Also not married to Meg Ryan. Dennis Quaid. She was married to Dennis Quaid until she left him for Russell Crowe, who then left her. Thank you, by the way. I appreciate that, because I felt really bad. I would have came up with it eventually. Anyway, <laughs> it she is... She left him, and then she became a Botox queen. Yeah. Ooh. That bothered bad. me. Because, yeah. like, I loved her right? so much. And then when that whole thing... Now, I know Dennis Quaid over the years had apparently had a lot of drug problems and stuff, and probably put her through hell, but as far as I knew, all that was done. And so she stuck by him through all that. Mm-hmm. And then, at the time, the hot Russell Crowe came in. I mean, he's not exactly that same dude anymore. I don't know if you've seen Russell Crowe lately. <laughs> he's he looks Put like he, a few. Russell Crowe looks like he ate Russell Crowe. Right. Wow. So that whole thing just makes me sad, though, with with her leaving him. And but that's okay. Dennis Quaid still got a career. Where are you, Meg? We don't know. But she was America's sweetheart. We all loved her. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. She was so cute. My dad had a thing for her, buddy. Trust me, I had to hear about it all the time. It was creepy. Um, but Shrek and Followed by Jaws, it kind of threw me off. I'm like, that's like next weekend. Yeah. Next weekend, Bambi, followed by The Exorcist. Like, it's like, <laughs> what, are they, what are they thinking? Bambi's a really boring movie, though. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but the biggest excitement is when they shoot Bambi's mom. Then we're like, yeah, because the rest of the movie's like, mm. I think we should tell kids that they're going to be seeing Bambi, but then actually play Godzilla versus Bambi. Have you ever seen it? No. no, no. We could watch it right now. It takes like five seconds. <laughs> you see a deer in a meadow, and it's like playing a doo 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 doo. 
<laughs> foot. Godzilla foot just steps on it. Brilliant. That's the whole clip. It's wonderful. Um, yeah, so, I like I said, it's one of those things. That you mentioned, Stu, that you don't remember the first time you saw it, and I think that's funny about certain movies because you've seen them so much in your life right. that you just sort of lose track of when was the first time. Um, I know where I lived. I know... I mean, I know Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom when I first saw it, but yeah. I don't remember the beginning. I saw that at a drive-in for the first time. I saw it in the theater with my, or with my aunt. Yeah. And I saw it at a drive-in, and I got scared at the scene when their faces were melting off at the end. Scared the shit out of me. I was a kid. I, I was thought that was... No, yeah. I was pretty young. So yeah. You guys are probably being very disappointed. Wait, did you just say Temple, Temple of Doom? Doom? Oh, I'm sorry. I was talking about Raiders. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, wait a minute. I don't remember the first time I saw Temple of Doom. See? Um, Where are we going to be? Just, probably and like, that actually... Hold up. Are you about to tell us you've never seen... I've, no, 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 oh, no, 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 no. Okay. You're going to be disappointed. I actually couldn't make it through the first Indiana Jones movie. For... Because you you were I just too much bo- anxiety. I got, I got bored with no. it. No. You got no. bored with it? Yeah. No. When did you try to watch this? Like, maybe a few months ago. What the... He's wrong with you. <laughs> Throw something at him. <laughs> Bored. Throw yeah. something at him. I'll smack him later. For right. Bored. I mean, I'm gonna try and rewatch it to see if I just like wasn't in the mood to watch uh, it. My son likes it, but I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. My kid likes kids. Call you <laughs> I actually thought. I actually thought Temple of Doom was the first one. That's what I thought. Well, what in the yeah. timeline, in the timeline it, it is. Okay. Okay. But it's the worst of the first. It's the worst of the only three Indiana Jones movies that exist. Right. right. We're and not, it's still good. I, I still like love it. it. Oh, yeah. I love it. But it's the worst of the three Indiana Jones movies that exist. Let me stress that. Of the three Indiana Jones movies <laughs> that exist, it yeah. is the worst of three. them and right. still a good movie. Three. Yeah, there's only three. It's a trilogy. There's, yeah. There's only three. Oh. Yeah, we, we don't... Right, that atrocity. Stop right there. Yeah. All right. yeah. <laughs> so there's a podcast. That, oh, God, I feel horrible. It's it's Friend, and I don't know the name of their show, but they... I'm sorry. But they just did an episode, and... They were questioning. I, I think it's kind of brilliant. I, I need to go listen to the episode. They, they, I was reading their thing online. But essentially, what could you have done to make Crystal Skull a good movie? And what, like, What's that? I don't know. That's what they're asking the audience. What could have been done? And I'm really curious. Like, hmm. Because Crystal Skull is just bad. I know. It could have been made it better. If you're going to say Shia LaBeouf, that's another thing that gets no. mentioned. Did he? Was he the cause of the... No. It's no. not his fault. That no. They, no, they could have made it uh, a different movie. Like, you could have done without the Jumanji monkey. The monkeys are so <laughs> bad. Yeah. How about not an alien spaceship at the end? That pissed me off It pissed everybody anything. off. And the scene where... And I... I love, I love the refrigerator scene. That's so dumb, too. Apparently, <laughs> if you ride it... The movie opens with one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. I lived in Colorado, right? I lived in Colorado. I've been out west. You Listen, guys, I can't stress this enough. The one thing there's not shortage of that never needs to be CGI'd are prairie dogs. You could just go by any field and see like a million of them. Why did they CGI prairie dogs at the beginning of this movie? Because George Lucas loves prairie dogs. And yes, well, and there's other well, scenes. Uh, CJ, I mean. So they turn on the giant magnet thing. I these are the like four things I can remember from this movie. I don't even hardly remember. I just remember the four bad scenes. Mm-hmm. They turn on a giant magnet thing, and only certain things are magnet are magnetized. Other metals seem to be fine. Right. It's like, and then yes, he climbed. And this is you. We all remember the opening scene. And then we remember the monkeys, and we remember oh. the UFO. 
I don't remember a whole lot in between. Honest to God. No. The you're right. He they set off a nuclear bomb because it's a nuclear test site, and he gets in a refrigerator, and that. I survive. He's okay because of yeah. that. And that double agent friend or triple agent friend, what the F? It was just it was really, really badly written. Yeah. There's a scene. It in, was forced. I remember yeah. a scene in Quicksand. This is how bad. I don't I, I don't remember if it's Indy or Marion that's in the Quicksand. I honestly God, I don't remember. I just remember the scene looked like a set from a Disneyland display. It didn't even look like it, the movie looked bad. It was bad. I don't blame Shia LaBeouf for it. If, no. if if somebody would have come to me and been like, we're making an Indiana Jones movie, we want you to be in it, I'd have been like, yes. Right. I wouldn't have even read the script. I'd have just said yes. And then, like, after I signed on, I'm like, wait, 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 who's playing Indiana Jones? Harrison Ford? He's like 133. <laughs> <laughs> and talking about doing another one. Shut up. Well, Crystal Skull came out in, two, like, 2008, right? Something like that. No, yeah, no, he no, should no. not have been acting. Of mentally. Part. No, but no. he's, l- like, currently talking about doing another one. Yeah. No, he needs no, to stop. No, no, no. He really does. Yeah. <laughs> and also <laughs> stuff flying. Yeah. Right? <laughs> he crashes <laughs> planes. <laughs> um, I, um, a lot. I'm married to Clusive Rockhart and I'm... Um, um, that's what he Harrison sounded Ford, like in um, the last Star Wars movie. That's what he sounds like uh, in a lot of things now. He just sort of mumbles. <laughs> and um, Clista and I got married. Allie McBeal. <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> something something was happening here in the studio. You couldn't see. Stuart, no, don't touch it. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, currently talking about doing another Indian. It's like, what is it? Indiana Jones and the case of insure like what are they going to do <laughs> dinosaurs you know what they probably will at this point yeah, Indian Indian space like they're going to do another Indiana Jones movie I, I could definitely see that another Indiana Jones movie and then the timeline it's actually going to take place in 2020 that's how old he is for those of you who don't know, the originals took place in like the 40s and the 50s. Mm. This one's going to take place in 2020, and they're just going to let Harrison Ford play him as he is today because right. that'll work. It's yeah, they need to stop. Uh, was it Indiana Jones and the the Corona? <laughs> in the case of the coronavirus, Indy and the Rona. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was working on something in my head, but I'm gonna, I don't know where it was going. So I need to get, <laughs> I need to get away from it quick. So if if they were to recast it, though, who would play Indiana Jones? There's been there's been lots of talk about it. If they were to ever try to recast it, are we going younger? No, or? I'm just serious. I'm just like, who do you like? I've heard a lot of people say Chris Pratt. They thought would make a good. Current. He would. I, I'd make a good. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of see that. I've heard a lot of people say that they thought Pratt, that he yeah. would work. So I, who knows? He kind of had the look in uh, in Jurassic World movies. I yeah. yeah. I just think that don't. That probably had a lot. Don't to do, do it. it if you want to start a new. They think rain, name recognition like. Why can't they do, like, a line of movies like the same people who made the Indiana Jones movies make another set of movies that everybody in the world is inspired by Indiana Jones that takes place in the same universe with a different person? Like, why do that? Like, I don't... Sometimes I don't... There are certain movies that need to be remade, and I'm okay with them being remade, and some that it's like, just don't. Yeah, just leave it alone. Like, leave it as Labyrinth. it is. No, they're not remaking Labyrinth. Oh, they're not? They're I thought doing, they were. No, they're doing a sequel to Labyrinth. I'm okay. Oh, uh-huh. I'm there, all right with There it. is talks of possible Princess Bride remake. 
Uh, it won't work. Oh, no, why? Because you don't you don't have Andre the Giant. When, don't right. mess with the so classics, a, people. And we'll, of course, we'll do it. A Princess Bride episode as well. Do you also know a friend that doesn't like that? No, I don't. Yeah, because they would be wrong. Because it's wonderful. It's, They'd be assholes. It's, it's a phenomenal movie. Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> I, I do. Anybody want a peanut? Also, um, please leave Goonies alone. Yeah. Well, so that's a that's been a yeah, big that's it's been a big one. thing. Um, right from the start, there's been talk about sequels forever, and mm. it gets really bizarre because it's said yes and then no and then yes and no, and this has been going on since the '80s. So the Goonies, in comparison to how much it you know it made money worldwide, it made quite a bit of money, and then did great again once it was released on home video. And so it's I, apparently right from the start, they had a script that they thought worked, that worked well. I've always wondered what they would have done. Also, at the end of the movie, the pirate ship sails off, and it's a beautiful scene, and it really tugs at your hearts, and it's got, Very that, whole, it's got that whole fantasy element. But in real life, I'm going, but you know they're just going to go like, like, they can go get that ship now. Anyone can. The government, like the, the local city government is going to just go out and get all the treasure that's still on the freaking mm-hmm. ship. So... Wait a minute. So the Fratellis take all the treasure from them. And then the place blows up and the Fratellis come out. Don't the Fratellis still have all the treasure on them that they took from the kids? No, because it's, I would think as soon as Mama touched that gold on the scale, it started the set of booby traps. Yeah, but why would it take the stuff they had already taken? Unless they just dropped it. Yeah, maybe. Sorry. To save their own asses. Plot holes. Oh. Um, <laughs> It's fantasy, Jason. I know. Suspension of disbelief. So I've always wondered what the... If they... Yeah, we see you. And he... Do you notice he flips it and then looks at me instantly as he's fucking <laughs> with his microphone? Because he knows he's guilty. He's like... No, and now he's giving me that look like... What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? What are you do? <laughs> my kids used to give me that same look. There's this great story when my daughter was... When, we were, when she was young... And it wasn't like there was no malice involved. It just we were sitting at the dinner table, and I think my son brought a, a toy car to the table, and I picked it up and moved it like to the center of the table. I said, "No toys, you know, we're not allowed to play toys at the dinner table." I said, "Don't touch it." And my, I mean, my daughter had to be all of five, and she just looks at me and goes, "Touch," and touches the car because <laughs> in her brain she's like, "Why? What happens if I touch it?" But the best, Spanky, you're going to love this one. Again, she's probably all of five, maybe four or five. And we're sitting in a recliner. She's sitting, like, on my lap, and we're watching a movie. And she keeps, like, putting her hands, like, like touching me and, like, flicking me. and st- Like, she's being a kid, like, you know. Right, right. And I keep pushing off, and I keep pushing her hand off. And I was like, Shyla, don't put your hand on me again. And she looks at me, I swear to God, and goes... <laughs> raises her foot up and puts it on me. I was, and I just started cracking up. Of course, it was hilarious yeah. then. Yeah. But anyway, that's what Stewie does here now. He gives me the same exact look. Like, what happens if I do it? What happens? Nothing. <laughs> that's when you ought to just start looking at him and going, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> You little fucker. And then we just get, like, you hear us in the background. You fucking stupid bitch. Um... So, yeah, there's been lots and lots and lots of talk about a uh, remake or a sequel to, to Goonies. And I guess, like, even as recently, so I have, I actually have some information about the, the that pulled up where they were, oh, I thought I did, where they were talking about it because the sequel it was talked about so much 
that even recently, so I guess Steven Spielberg said every few years, we've actually had cast members come out and say, like, it's going to happen. It absolutely is going to happen. Oddly enough, the one cast member to come out and say, no, it's not going to happen, was Corey Feldman, which is weird. Yeah. If you watch the uh, commentary on the DVD, at one point they mention a sequel. Like, it still could happen, right? It's so weird. And every few years you'll get, yes, it's going to happen. And then turn around and it's like, no, it probably won't happen. Then I swear to God, once again. So when they did this whole, um, the thing that you were talking about the with Zoom Josh Gad, Zoom call, yeah. it got it gets it gets brought up, and uh, I think I think it was Richard Donner's like, yeah, it could still happen, which was just recently, and Steven Spielberg came out and said, you know, it's just every couple of years one of us brings it up, one of us from the originals, and we were like, we think we have an idea, and then just so far it just idea for a sequel hasn't just hasn't worked for us. There was talk about a musical. Which, if so, hire Skiznot. Swear to yes, God, hire awesome. Skiznot. Yes, Skiznot. If they make a musical of Goonies and your song is not, if your songs aren't in it, then forget it. I think a musical would be silly, but whatever. I often think that. I know they made a musical of Big, and apparently people loved it, but it just seems silly to me, so I haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, there's been a lot of talk. I guess they were going to do an animated series on Cartoon Network. It actually had like the green light and they were some of them i think Corey feldman was going to voice his they were going to voice their adult selves some of them and it was about their kids and it got scrapped at the last minute so who knows i've often heard that their the talk was their adults and their kids go on an adventure could work could mm. be stupid and play it out you just have right. to have good writers i think but remaking it oh no i'll burn down hollywood don't don't ever do it you can't. It's you, sacred. You can't do it because they don't make kids' movies like that anymore. Nope. In kids' movies nowadays, kids don't act like they... they like, the thing that was great about the Goonies is like that's how kids talk. That's how they act. Don't sugarcoat it. Make it look like kids aren't cussing and talking about breaking dicks off and gluing them on upside down. <laughs> right. That's my mom's favorite part. Oh. <laughs> Oh, you, glued you wouldn't it on. be here if it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> glued it on upside face. down. If God would have meant for it to be like that, we'd all be pissing on our faces. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she looks at she when she looks over a chunk and is like, "What is that? What is that? Oh shit! What? That's kids. Like that is a twelve-year-old, thirteen-year-old kid. Not the way they do movies now. Like no. they don't like kids act like it's unrealistic. We're gonna do a whole episode. You know, we did the top five. Um, we did the top five um, music videos. We're going to do a top five bunch of stuff, but one of them is going to be what we think the top five 80s kids' movies are. I pretty much already have my list. I don't think there's going to be a lot of argument. I have a feeling a lot of us are going to say the same things, and kids act like Monster Squad. You know, kick them in the nards. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's, you know, nards became a great word after yeah, that movie. I mean, we were all saying nards after that movie. I don't know if I'd ever heard nards before Monster Squad, so... And Goonies and Monster Squad kind of go hand. You want a good double feature? That would have been great to drive in. Yeah. Mm. I know. Steven Spielberg, E.T., you were excited to see E.T., and I, that's fine. But Monster Squad and Goonies would have been the best night of my life. <laughs> like, that would have been fantastic. Would have made sense. I mean, the pairing that matches. Oh, well, yeah. You even got a fat kid. <laughs> like, Horace, who they call Fat Kid through the whole movie. This movie calls him Chunk, and Monster Squad, they call him Fat Kid. That's his nickname. He's got that great scene with the freaking shotgun at the end, though. My name is Horace. 
he died. He's dead in real life. It's very sad. Yeah. Passed away. Yeah, he had like uh, something wrong with him. I don't know if he had a heart attack or what, but it's very sad. So, yeah, I don't think they should remake the Goonies. Um, they talked about the Princess Bride. The uh, His name eludes me right now, but the, the gentleman who wrote the book, who I know is, I've read the book. I read the book. And uh, the guy who wrote it, whose name I totally escapes me right now, said that he always said they can't make this movie. They'd never be able to make this into a movie. He said, because the characters I see in my head, and it just will never work. And he was watching TV one night with his wife. Um, there's a really cool book called As You Wish um, out there as well, which is about the Princess Bride. And if you listen to the audiobooks, it's Carrie Elwes who reads mm-hmm. it. Or it. Some people say Yules, Elves. I always said Carrie Elwes, but yeah. I don't really know. Anyway, uh, the guy who wrote the book is is watching TV with his wife one night, and something comes on. I don't remember what he was watching, but he said he saw Andre the Giant, and he went, oh, that's my Fezzik. He's like, that's him. That's that's Fezzik. And he said they can make the movie now like because of Andre the Giant. <laughs> was Andre the Giant, for my wrestling fans over there, was he ever in anything else? Did he ever act in anything else? I don't think so. I don't, so. I don't think so. he did either. I think they approached him to be in this movie because they thought they thought he would fit. And he's wonderful. Um, so, by all accounts, he was a gentle giant, too. Mm-hmm. They yes. said, like, he was the sweetest guy in real life. So, yeah, some movies just they can't. They said the funniest scene about that movie was on set, Andre ripped, like, this 20-second fart. <laughs> <laughs> so was my and, dad. And I've... everybody <laughs> busted out laughing. And uh, Reiner looked at him. He said, are you okay? He said, I'm good now, boss. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear him saying it, too. That's I'm good now, boss. <laughs> we, were, we, were at, we were at my dad's last night, and my brother belches for like 10 seconds straight. And I looked at him and went, impressed. And my dad, my dad goes, ain't nothing. I can fart longer than that. <laughs> and I just looked at him and I was like, that's true. It's, he's got you. That is very true. He can. I've heard it. He's done it. And it's one of those things where he'll start farting, and at first you're annoyed and pissed off like you are when people fart. But after the 15th second mark, you're cracking up like, oh, my God. Like You're timing it like, oh, this is awesome. That's going to smell, too, I bet. That's going to be bad. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, I think this. I think they'll remake The Princess Bride. I think they will. I don't think they'll ever remake movies. I don't want them to remake The Princess Bride. I think there are movies that they will try to remake. Yeah. Um, and it's because of the source material, because the book for The Princess Bride was such a huge deal. Goonies is original. I think they'll try to... They, it's been... There's a reason, by the way, and I want to do a whole episode, but there's a reason why they haven't tried to make remake The NeverEnding Story, because there are a lot of rights issues with the book. Mm-hmm. The book and the movie are are noticeably different and the guy who wrote the book he's been in a few TV series and all that oh who? oh he was in Conan the Destroyer Andre oh yeah he was I forgot about that yeah, uncredited but can't Dagoth or something like that. what was his name Dagoth <laughs> oh I thought you said Dagoth <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder if he's just had little cameos as just a big dude it, and stuff. It, by the looks of it it's just small but I wonder if he's ever had any other speaking roles on movies I don't know. It's interesting. Um, I, yeah, I just think that uh, there's a lot of movies that 
they will try to remake because of the source material. I don't think. I think if they tried to remake the Goonies, it would flop. The only if they they might be able to pull off a sequel, but only if you know Richard Donner and Steven Spielberg and these guys come back. Like it would have to be the originals. I mean Spielberg to me, he's made some stuff that I'm like really dude. I mean it's not bad. It's just cheesy, mm. but he's still usually kind of has his thumb on the paw. He's been one of those guys that a lot of guys are around for so long and they just sort of lose it. Yeah, they just yeah. kind of run out of gas eventually, but... George Lucas! George Lucas! <laughs> Thank you for selling your company. We actually appreciate it. <laughs> because what you were doing... And he get, It's funny because he gets mad at the new shit. And the new shit's just way much better. It's, I mean, I, there are definite pl- problems. Uh, well, oh, I mean, come there, on, dude. It, there are issues. Nothing, new nothing stuff, of the new stuff... All you got to do is look at episode one, two, and three, and it blows all those clear out of the water. Jar Jar Binks, all I got to say, man. All <laughs> I got to say. Yeah. Um, what is this? I want to play with it. <laughs> Stu was over here playing with this metal clip thing, and I'm looking at it like, no, I want to play with it. Um, episode two, I like want to slash my wrist it's so boring i'm like oh my god nobody it was cares. like too much of a love story and you get this whole like yeah. build up like you a expect love story like you're waiting like i want to see this freaking saber duel between anakin and and freaking obi-wan and what you get you're like really right that's what i got and that frankenstein scene no yeah. <laughs> oh my god and if you watch the dvd commentary he goes and you know i don't know if I, you know i wanted it to feel like frankenstein i don't know if i got that across <laughs> yeah because you you ripped the scene straight from frankenstein yeah. like you yeah. got it across yeah they're not good they're bad yeah i didn't like of the newer ones the new three I like the first one and the third one. The second one, I have major issues with. I Ditto. have issues, I have issues with the Last one. Jedi as well. It, yeah, I'm not a fan of that one. I just, I'm kind of like, um, what's with this whole casino planet? That it was the dumbest scene. It made of, no sense at all. Right. Plus, there's a whole timeline issue. Yeah. I have a problem with movie. They don't need to do it, and I don't know why they do it. Don't give me a time frame. Because I think in the movie they're like, oh, we're gonna run out of fuel and like. 28 hours or something mm. like that. Okay, so now we have a timeline for this movie. So Ray is only training to be a Jedi, which is, by the way, goes right back to Empire Strikes Back, which I do love. But so Luke only trained to be a Jedi for like two days, tops, because we know what's going on with Han and them in space. Roughly. So maybe two days. And now Ray apparently is only training to be a Jedi for like. 28 hours she's gone from them like I always have issues plus why she's such a bad Jedi plus there's there's yeah. the scene where Princess Leia literally flies through outer space don't want to talk about Mary yeah. Poppins it was so yeah. dumb I had problems with it forced comedy but I did li- I re- yeah. uh, but I did like Rise of Skywalker yeah I mean you, oh God. Holdo I mean he's the guy who kind of like recreated the whole empire and he's cracking wise and jokes with this you know, space jockey. I'm sorry, I'm on a tangent. You know what I've learned about this show? Shoot. When we talk about something we just full full on love, we don't have, we just, we love it and that's it. When we talk about shit like Star Wars, we get some real anger going, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. fuck Star Wars and you're Lucas, but I still love it. <laughs> I have yeah. never met like a more, like, when you talk about Star Wars, it's like there is such a like, Star Wars fans love Star Wars, mm-hmm. but they also hate Star Wars. Yeah. Like, it's true. 
They will shred so much. Yeah. But the the next thing that comes out, they will follow it blindly. Like I, I like Star Wars. I'm not a Star Wars um, Uber fan, but I do enjoy them. I go see them all, of course. But ditto. Um, but I, I know Goonies they're supposed to be working on, or there's rumors of them doing uh, a sequel to Solo. I liked Solo. I, 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 I liked, liked it. it. I, I people did not, but I, I really enjoyed, I enjoyed it. it. And I liked the dude who played him, and I thought he was good. like I didn't. Have I think problem. he did a really good job. I did too. I think people of young Harrison. Yeah, I think people want like people are like, "What's the point?" I'm like, "Not like there's no like deep plot." I'm like, "It's just an action movie. Aren't we allowed to do it's those supposed anymore?" To be telling his story, right. right? But it was just action. Like, can't we just have an action movie? Con Air is still one of my favorites. <laughs> there's no point. It's just an action movie. Sometimes exactly. it's fun. Plus, we saw Darth Maul at the end. That's all I'm talking about. Yeah. I want to see what they do with that. I so. wanted to. I, I I hope they do it. I will say um, that I do enjoy Star Wars movies. I don't Jones for them like the rest of the world, but The Mandalorian that is was awesome. awesome. Yeah. So yeah. keep yeah. doing that stuff. Keep turning That's, that out. He's going to the uh, comic convention in September. And he get, he's going to meet uh, I hope you Giancarlo. Do. That's if it still happens. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to. You talking about Cincinnati Comic Con? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd love uh, to. I'm hoping that, uh, the Comic so Expo. Whatever. There's a little bit of jealousy there that he gets to meet him while I, I sit at home. Why can't you go? Money, man. <laughs> Plus, and I don't pay for his tickets to get in. Sell a kidney or something. I'm mainly <laughs> excited because I'll get to meet uh, Nat Tenna from Harry Potter. But. Who? She, I don't think she Stu's, was also in Mandalorian. I don't think Stu's ever seen all the Harry Potter. I don't know if he's seen I, more than I one of them. I've seen the Harry Potter movies. They're just not really yeah. like, deeply. Wait, into them. did you see? Say I've seen the Harry Potter movies, or I've seen a Harry Potter movie. The you've seen all of them? Yeah, except for the very last one. Okay, I I really was legitimately asking. I was like, did he just say I've seen a Harry Potter movie, or I've seen the Harry Potter movies? I couldn't tell. Well, he said it, I'm like, because it'd have been way funner if you'd have been like, I've seen a Harry Potter movie. They're okay. <laughs> no, I, that's Lord of the Rings for me. Bite your tongue. What did he just say? I, I, I can't you get You might want to get out of arms. Get away. <laughs> I can't get into them. Anyway. Well, you can't get into like, Game of Thrones. You can't? No, I'm just talking about Stu. He I can't do Game yeah. of Thrones either. It's something about fantasy. Yeah, it's I think he just has a, the genre is not really his yeah. thing, which I guess I yeah, can see Yeah, some people that. like that. But we're going to have a hard time because we're going to be watching the Dungeons & Dragons cartoon this week. Oh, God. Just saying, Spank Dog brought it over. We're going to watch it. We're going to do a Dungeons & Dragons episode. Yeah! Get your Renaissance gear ready. And we will talk about, we're going to do it on the cartoon, but we will mention the movie from the 90s. Boostiers. Yeah. That the whole world hated, but me. Yeah, one of the Waynes was in that. One. Yeah, they yeah. were. Oh, I there kinda, was there was actually a second Dungeons and Dragons movie. Actually, two more Dungeons and Dragons movies made. They besides are besides that one. They are probably going to revamp the whole series and do it over again, like a new Dungeons and Dragons. Movie. Well, they went a different direction with one of the storylines. They were actually trying to follow the books. I think when the '90s came around, there was a certain type of movie in theaters, and I will, by the way, be the first to tell you that the CGI in it is horrible. But now, I think they've understood now. Well, we could we could totally do a fantasy based movie and it work. Yeah. But I think at the time they were afraid it wouldn't work. Like, people wanted that certain style. Now I think they know with stuff like Lord of the Rings and stuff like Game of Thrones, like, we could do... Like, if they did a, a Dungeons & Dragons movie with a Game of Thrones, why don't they just do a series like Game of Thrones style? Dungeons & Dragons. Could be pretty badass. Just saying. 
Hollywood, you're welcome. I, I think there has to be the demand out there for something like that because it's specifically... Well, I mean, the demand for Game of Thrones-type stuff is what was extremely high, even with that atrocious last season, Kevin, because it sucks. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it sucks it bad. bad. I didn't even bad, watch bad, the show, bad. and I heard how bad the last season was. Oh, oh my God. I hate it when, like... Series like beloved series just get ruined by like one bad season. Yes, and that was Game of Thrones. I can take it if there's an off season. If the last season isn't the one that sucks so bad, like like we everybody admits Dexter should have ended after, um, what uh, season three is it three that everybody likes so much with um. and I've been trying to watch Dexter, and it looks good, but it knowing good. in the back of my mind that that last season just sucks from what I hear, it kind of ruins it for me. So I'm, for me, yes, the last season sucks. There are little tiny gems throughout it that I can kind of hold on to. And there's this weird thing sometimes with me where, like, something I will absolutely hate it when I watch it, but then I think about it, and I'm like, in a way that kind of not not the season the season didn't work for me there's one or two things in it that kind of work for me now mm. so i you know and and on the parts that are good the seasons that are good are really good yeah battle of the bastards oh my god no i'm talking about dexter the seasons oh, the, that are oh, good are really well, I was on good game of thrones mode. The, the last <laughs> season of game of thrones isn't good but it the last episode ruined a lot for me the last season just was kind of like like, this is our last season. You're kind of boring. Right. I mean, I've heard the Battle of Winterfell was actually pretty good. There were... Yeah. The, the battles in it, I liked. And for those of you that watch, I don't want to spoil too much, but the stuff with the, the, the Night King and all... that I liked all that. I liked all that stuff. For me, the Battle of Winterfell, I mean, I know this is going to sound stupid, but a lot of those characters should have died. That's just stupid. I just said. Well, you just said you. I know. It's so stupid. It just, but they should have died. I mean, they had zombies all up on them, like five zombies on one person. You think that person would die? They're not regular zombies. They don't bite you and turn you into zombies. It doesn't work like that. No, what everybody thought should have happened on that show should have happened, and they didn't do it. And that's yeah. that's the problem. Yup. I think sometimes you get writers who get pissed off when people figure out what's going to happen. Lost. Lost. People figured out what was happening in Lost in the first season. So the writers were, no, it's not it. And it was totally it. And they should have just went, yeah, but, but it's cool. So let's just do that. Uh, the Avenger movies are a key example of that. People figure their shit out all the time. But they, mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, and that's what we're doing it anyway. Right. I mean, I could name all stu- sorts of stuff in the last movies that people were like, this is what's going to happen. And it happened. And I'm mm-hmm. like, thank God it happened. That's what we wanted to happen. Yeah. If they had been like, no, um, turns out uh, Thanos was like, he was kidding. It wasn't real. There was all. It was all Tony Stark in the first movie when he got hit in the head. This whole thing's been a dream. Like that's that shit pisses me off. Never ever end six seasons or seven seasons of a show telling me it was somebody's dream. I'm like, well, thanks for making that pointless. No shit. It's kind of like Alien Three when the ship crashes and everybody that they busted their ass to save in Alien Two die. It's like, well, can't watch Aliens again and not be like, hey, there's no point behind this. Anyway, I do kind of like Alien 3, too. I like all kinds of shit everybody else hates. I can't help it. But the Goonies is great. Yeah. (laughs) So how would you guys feel? Like, do you think they should try to do, like, 
especially with this kind of thing like now we've got the Bill and Ted movie coming out. Like I'm excited <coughs> by Bill and Ted. I think it looks great. I think they should do it Goonies with they're the adults now and their children are doing something. Yeah. I don't know. I mean like that thing we talked about a few minutes ago? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's been one of the discussions. Would it work? Could could it w- could a writer come in and be good? And I think it could. I think th- if you get the right writer, they could make that kind of a joke. Like, mm-hmm. and at some point, like have them like like they're against it. Like you know, we can't let our kid. We went on a crazy adventure. It's like yeah, but these are our kids, you know. Or is or it, they at, go at some, they go with them or something? At some point of the movie, if they do a remake, at some point, Mikey has to dress like Samwise. trust me he couldn't fit into the clothes anymore that was Rudy man that was Rudy (laughs) got some Notre Dame gear he'll just kind of walk in with that I'm telling you what I know you don't like the Lord of the Rings movies is Samwise not the best character yeah like everybody needs Samwise as a friend he was made to be the sidekick but he kind of steals the show and you're like oh my god this guy like is his friend's friend like he will back this dude up no right. matter what? It's, he's great. You want a Samwise with you when you're at the I, bar, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, hell yeah. When you shouldn't be, you know. I kind of remind him. I remember him more from like Toy Soldier. That's a good movie. We need to do Toy Soldier. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was good. Never Wesley Crusher. It's a good movie. Uh, it's really good. You know, not not Small Soldiers. Totally different movie. Right. Toy Soldiers. Uh, it's about a group of kids in, that are a, a group of guys at like a boarding school, a military, military academy, school. and a group of like terrorists take it over. And it's it's kind of got that whole Red Dawn yeah. vibe mm-hmm. thing going. The original Red Dawn, yeah, uh, a real good movie. Was Patrick Stewart the ba- the main bad guy in that? Ooh, I don't remember I Patrick Stewart like, even being in it. Uh, I might be thinking of something else. No, I don't think Patrick Stewart's in it, but. Uh, I think I might be thinking of like a Richard Richard Grieco movie. <laughs> <laughs> if looks could kill, <laughs> no. But he was like uh, Richard Grieco was like oh supposed God. to be a, a high school student, but he was like obviously like mid thirties. And the maybe Street. Patrick Stewart is he a spy in it? No, but he was uh, okay. It's not if looks could. You know what movie we got to do? Mm. Do you guys remember that they they literally made a movie called Gotcha? Do you remember the Gotcha guns? Yeah, the, the, the paintball, paintball guns. Yeah. yeah. Then they made a movie called Gotcha based on it, except yeah. it has nothing to do with paintball, except for I think in the very beginning, I think he had uses a paintball gun. <laughs> and then it was all like tranquilizer dart guns. We need to do that movie. I think they made a, a a game for that, just based off that for Nintendo as well. Yeah, there's a Gotcha game on a paintball game on Nintendo. Gotcha. I had a Gotcha gun. The problem was, like, I couldn't ever find, like, the refills for the little paint thing. So, <laughs> this is a toy gun, I guess. Yeah, I I don't know, man. If you got the right writer, like I said, with the new um, with the new uh, Bill and Ted movie coming out, I've seen the previews. I know some people are like, oh, I don't know. I think, I think what's happened, and I'm saying this to, to the few of you I know have been bitching on Facebook about a movie you haven't even seen based off a preview. The first thing is, my sister said the other day, like, I don't know. It just looks kind of silly. I'm like, have, have you have you seen Bill and Ted? It's right. the whole point. They yeah. go to hell and challenge death to like board or uh, battleship. Best two sake. out of three. <laughs> Which he's in this, and that's right there. <laughs> yeah, damn right. Um, <laughs> Best of seven, dude. Damn right. <laughs> how upset will we all be if Station is not in the movie? I though? will be pissed. Station, you have a most excellent Martian ass. Station, Station. <laughs> um. 
I'm like, I want it to be silly. I, God, if it's not, I'm not, I, mean, I don't like it. Right. It's like, not a Bill and Ted movie. That's it's not silly. Oh, my God. Have you seen the scene where they, like, meet themselves in prison and they're yeah, all Oh, yeah. You know it's going to be bad humor when you meet yourself in prison. Oh, A jacked awesome. up version of yourself in prison. They look, they look hilarious, though, man. So, I mean, like I say, well, no, for, so the, for those people out there, I think that a lot of our age, the people that grew up watching these movies and now they're making a sequel and they're sitting at home griping, it's because you've become cranky old fuckers. Stop <laughs> <Right>. it. <laughs> Hateful old shits who, who you are exactly what you used to hate. Damn kids, get off my lawn. That's who you are now. Yep. Stop being that. You've all turned into a bunch of Karens. What well, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> it had to be said. Boom! Schooled by the boomer. <laughs> Actually, what would you be? Are you a Gen X. Xer? We're an Xer. Yeah, I'm an Xer too. No, I, I fall right on that like weird kind of. Me and Stu fall right in that yeah, weird. Yeah, you're kinda, right at the at the border of <laughs> it. Depends on who you talk to. I uh, I read that it's, it might. No, I saw something. Was it on TikTok? I don't remember. But I watched this thing about this lady was talking about the Gen Xers, and it was brilliant. She's like going like, you know, we fall right on this time period, kids, where you where you guys like to make fun of us and give us shit and everything. She's like, but we fall right on this time period where everything was going crazy, and we weren't going to counseling and shit. So she's like, but we had the education and we had the computer, so we have the knowledge you have, but we didn't get the help you have. So what that means is we're smart. And we're crazy enough to you. And it was like, it was brilliant. <laughs> but think like, about this. If it great. wasn't for the Gen Xers, you guys wouldn't have the computers. Oh, I love when kids. I love when, like, like my nieces and nephews would mouth off to me about computers. I'm like, fuck. Oh, I was here when they started, dumbass. Right. I, like, I had the first home computers. So everything you've experienced, I've experienced, and more. And unlike you guys, and I'm not targeting you Went YouTube, through the transitional phases throughout the Unlike you guys... If Google goes away, I won't like it, but I still know how to function. In other words, I can use the Dewey Decimal System. Right. <laughs> right. I can't Don't type you boobs know. on my calculator. <laughs> boobies. Uh, where, where boobies. Boobies. Yes. Don't or you, loose. Don't uh, you loose. know the yeah. Dewey Decimal System? It's Conan, the librarian. Sorry. <laughs> we're we're going to do another UHF episode because why, why, why wouldn't we? You have right. to. You know, Al's the best. So, yeah, I, I don't know. If they had the right writers, we'd see. I, I'd be weary. It's not so much the writing. It's not so much the movie. It's like when we went and saw Jurassic Park recently. We talked about this on the uh, Super, Super Trooper. Damn it, I did exactly what I think Stu did. Starship Trooper episode. <laughs> <laughs> totally different movies. If they did, like, Starship Troopers with the Super Trooper cast, it'd be awesome. Um, we talked about it, though. Like, I went and saw... Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. And Jurassic World, I, I really enjoy it, but it doesn't it doesn't have the same feel. Mm. And so it misses something. And that's the problem, I think. If they made this movie today. Okay, Hollywood, if you're listening, the reason Stranger Things works is because somehow they took a show, they put it in the 80s, and they managed to capture the feel. I don't know how they did it, but it feels like it comes from that time. Whereas most movies, even if they set it in that time, they don't. They miss something. It doesn't feel that. It looks. Stranger Things looks like it was filmed in the eighties, even though it yep. looks good. Do you watch Stranger Things? No. Oh uh, God. Yeah. Oh, how you dare should. you? Yes. I, I need to check that yeah, out. Yeah, you do. Absolutely, you do. 
I'm in like the middle of like Turkish documentary. No. <laughs> there we go again. <laughs> and I that's what I think they would miss if they they would do a Goonies. But first of all, they're, if they were to do anything, there not doesn't need to be a stitch of CGI in it because there wasn't in the original. No CGI. I'd rather see cheesy ass green screen than I would CGI. Mm-hmm. You know, and something like that. So if they got the feel right, maybe maybe get the guys who did Stranger Things to work on it with. I don't know. That would be cool. It could be. Could be. So yeah, that's it. Um, that's what I got on Goonies. I mean, it's a brilliant movie. Check it out if you haven't watched it. If you have, yeah, it's it's absolutely worth popping in again. Watch it with the kids. Enjoy it. I mean, we all took our kids recently. My kids had seen it before anyway. Obviously, they've seen Tron. The pride of Daddy feels when he comes out and sees his daughter watching Tron on yes. her own just because she thought it, I was talking about it. And she wouldn't see it. And then, without any prompting from me, and then goes right into Tron Legacy. I love that movie so much. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Dude, Where's My Car? <laughs> have you ever seen Dude, Where's My Car? It's pretty brilliant. And Harold and Kumar. Have you ever seen Harold and Kumar? It's also awesome. And to think that guy then went to work for the White House just makes it even better. So, yeah. I love Goonies. Especially this day and age. We'll always love Goonies. What was before this day was for the Obama administration. Um, which, but by the way, does show kind of how cool Barack Obama is to hire the dude from Harold and Kumar. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, Clinton, you want to play the saxophone? Look what I did. <laughs> I hired the dude from Harold and Kumar, and he brought a crave pack. That's right. It was kind of cool that he did that. Um, yeah. So, you guys got anything else you want to say about the Goonies before we get out of here? No, I'm good. Oh my God. all right uh you can uh write us we have an email it is your mixtape podcast at gmail.com um i got all excited the other day i was like oh we got an email and i thought it was going to be something about the gi joe show and it was just to let me know that our uh weekly or monthly charge for the podcast came out so wasn't as excited once i saw that uh but yeah it was there you can donate to the show how are they gonna do that Send the money to the email. Send money to send our email. Sure. If you can figure out how to do it, <laughs> send it. There will be something at some Maybe point. Maybe set we'll up a there. PayPal we, account we, down the road. We will get there at some point, yeah. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Facebook? You want to talk about Facebook there, Stewie? We have a Facebook. Yeah, that's what he was going to say. <laughs> Just tell him what it is, Stewie. It's a Facebook page. Oh, God. <laughs> Anybody want to tell them what it is? The Mixtape Podcast. You. Thank you very much. <laughs> you can go over there. We uh, oh, yeah. we put lots of 80s stuff. So between the, the all of us over here, we tend to just post a lot of 80s shit anyway and share it and like it. And But we always put most of that stuff over on the page. We mm-hmm. put up uh, uh, photo uh, artwork for each of the episodes coming out, a uh, little brief synopsis. Put all the new words that are developed but chewy chacos <laughs> stuff doesn't make it over there that's right um so you can go over there and friend us or whatever the hell will you do on facebook or hate us that's fine too um we're all on there i don't i'm not i'm i'm set to private though like only my friends and people i choose to see it sorry guys i had too many assholes back in the day right i, I did weed out the assholes it's currently i find myself weeding out more so it gets easier, <laughs> especially. Yeah, it gets really easy to yeah. fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Fuck you.
you. <laughs> Especially now, family. God, there you go, Facebook. You want to update shit? Add a fuck you button. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for that button. Oh my for God! Years. If they <laughs> add that, that, bo- that the site would be broken in five minutes. <laughs> Patrick would just keep hitting it. It's just a yellow finger, you know. Right I want to mention heart. a very good friend of the show. Me and Stu were talking about him last night. How much we miss Patrick. Um, Patrick Walsh, he does a show called Scream Queens, uh, the Scream Queens podcast. You should listen to it. Uh, I will just warn you up front for those of you who might be homophobic. First of all, stop listening to our show. But second, because <laughs> I don't, we don't have time for you. But Patrick's is it's a uh, horror where horror gets gay. That's the new slogan for your show. I thought it was bent. Not anymore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be where horror gets bent. But Patrick is like. He will. He endlessly amuses me with the shit he posts. And the, my favorite, we have another friend who used to do a show, Drunken Zombie, Brian Wolford. And Patrick will not. <laughs> everything Brian posts, Patrick says, like, like he might say, like, my VCR is broken. And Patrick will say, uh, your mom's broken. Like, everything he says, <laughs> it, anything he says, like, I was watching this movie last night. I was watching your mom last night. And every time I see this, I w- I'll sit, be sitting there and just crack up. Patrick is probably one of the funniest individuals I've ever met in my life and just says the most random stuff that will have you in tears. First time I ever met Patrick, the <laughs> funniest thing I saw him do they were was at Horror Hound, and they were doing the... The aliens from so, Sesame Street. I'm glad you said yep, it. Yep, 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 yep. Because nope, guess nope, what? Nope, 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 nope. I get a happy birthday from him yesterday, and it's those two going, yep, yep, nope, <laughs> nope, nope, nope. I, I loved it instantly. I'm like, this is great. So it was great that you said that, yes, that he was acting them that, out. Yeah. Um, and he somebody posted a thing. It was a, it was like that time that the Brady Bunch came to Kings Island. Yeah. yeah. And I looked at the picture and I made a snotty comment. I said, well, we know it's got to be fake because I said, because Jan is wearing a long sleeve flannel shirt. And we know in Cincinnati in the summer, she'd be she'd be dead of heat stroke. <laughs> and Patrick came back. He's like, hey, man. And he like posted this link to this real thing you can watch. He's like, they almost all died filming that episode. And apparently they really did almost die. <laughs> well, like, of course, he would know that because he's Patrick. How, he knows more about my city than I do. And he doesn't live here. He's. Anyway, go check his show out. He's a hilarious, endlessly funny guy. So uh, I don't remember why we started talking about Patrick, but it just needs to be said because we love Patrick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can go over to Facebook. Oh, well, I was talking about he would break the fuck you button because he's brilliant and he's funny, and uh, but they need to have one anyway. Uh, so yeah, you can go over and follow our Facebook page. Um, I we've got like a shit ton of show ideas. It's getting to the point that we have so many really good ideas. Mm-hmm. That weeding out which one we're going to do next is becoming difficult. We I, actually talked about a couple of them yesterday. It, it just keeps <laughs> happening. And, and like, as soon as one of you guys says one, I'm like, oh, yes, do that one. Oh, no, that one. And it's like, it's great. But we will be doing uh, Dungeons & Dragons, the series, uh, soon. I want to do some cartoons. We haven't done any cartoons except for the G.I. Joe movie, and I don't know that that counts at this point. There, there was just lots of talk of having sex with cartoon characters and <laughs> oh, everything I think else. I need to finish that episode. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of drinking involved. For you. Yeah, yeah some more in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, did you ever get any 
hits on your profile page. <laughs> oh, that was a discussion. Yeah, Jason has asked me about that. That was a discussion no. yesterday. I had to ask. Yeah. <laughs> you need to put that back up. He switched it. Bro. I told him he only had to do it for three days, and he did. So that was okay. the best bio I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going through my timeline, and I was like, oh, you got to check Which this one Which one was out. that for? Plenty uh, uh, of fish. fish. <laughs> you need to do that for your Facebook. No, <laughs> I, I don't care about plenty of fish at all. So I just yeah, kind of yeah. update that yeah. because plenty of fish is horrible. It's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's sad. It'll it'll depress you. It'll it'll depress you. Sometimes it'll make you laugh. Sometimes that's it'll make now you cry. it makes me laugh because I don't care about it. Like right. Um, anyway, so we don't know. We'll if you know we may we don't usually, but if we come up with something, if we decide and there will be something, we'll let it. Uh, We'll let it be known. Um, I do have more Rewind Toys coming up. I, it's, I know some people actually really like those. The, the whole thing about Rewind Toys it was actually supposed to be something else. And when we started doing the show, I just decided we'd do it as bonus content. Anyway, I'd already started writing them. So for those of you who enjoy it, the next episode of Rewind Toys is actually going to be about uh, food fighters and barnyard commandos. So if you don't remember those toys, you can go check them out ahead of time. So that's a fun show for me. I was just getting ready to ask you what the next one was. Yeah, it's a, it's a short uh, six to ten minutes usually in length. I just talk about the history of a certain toy from the 80s or 90s and the collectability of it as a person who likes to collect toys. And i got to tell you guys, man, this is just a little tidbit. So a few years back I bought um, – do you remember Hasbro uh, did the the Mortal Kombat toys based off the G.I. Joe figures? They also did Street Fighter. Mm. Well, a couple years ago I bought a couple of the Mortal Kombat figures, about four of them. I got uh, Smoke, Sub-Zero, Scorpion, and um, Sonya Blade. And they've been, like, sitting away in a trunk for years. So I recently decided I was going to sell them. And I come to do it. I put them on eBay, and I come to do I was like, holy shit. He's like, what? I was like, I sold them. He's like, how much? 180 bucks. How much did you pay for them? I don't like 60. <laughs> it's like, just score. So, but that's the cool thing about collecting toys. And if you know what you're looking for, I got them for a good deal. That's why I bought them. I wasn't necessarily looking to collect them, although I love Mortal Kombat stuff, the original. Uh, it just sort of happened. So that's kind of the fun stuff about um, collecting toys, and that's the stuff I talk about on that show. So you can check that out. There'll be a new one coming down the line soon. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, everybody, for the feedback. Thank you, everyone, for the birthday wishes. I got a lot of that uh, yesterday. It was really nice because it's kind of a shitty time for us to be having birthdays. Stewie just had one. You know, it's been it's been kind of crappy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so thanks, everybody, for that. Uh, it means a lot. And for the people who donated, thank you for that, too. I did do one of those donations, and we might have cleared the goal by now. Uh, last I checked, we were only 20 some dollars away from it, so that's cool. Uh, but that's it. So I'm going to go ahead and close out the show. If nobody else has anything to say, they don't. <laughs> All right. So until next we speak, people out there, stay awesome. awesome. Well, all right now. Y'all can come in. But there's one thing you have to do. You know what it is. I'll tell you. Trouble shuffle. You do the trouble shuffle. What is that? What? 
trouble shovel. You do the trouble shovel. Trouble shovel. You do the trouble shovel. Everybody. I don't think that's good for you. Trouble shuffle. You do the trouble shuffle. Trouble shuffle. Yeehaw. The trouble shuffle. Yeah, I don't think you can play that much. 